Hi, good morning. Ah, you can't even say that. I'm lying. It's obviously not a good morning. Ah, hey, how are you? You think you're having a tough day? Imagine being the guy who spent his entire week last week making phone calls and plans for Las Vegas. Not just for what we were going to do in Las Vegas, but like events, parties, Big, I mean, we had some big time plans Jeez. next week involving some major, like, national music acts. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Because I didn't know all of it. And I don't want to know what else was. Just keeping a lot of that under wraps. Today was going to be the big day. We're going to make some announcements. We're going to start putting plans in motion. Ah. What we got to do? Griffin's so mad he's giving up his love of the whip snakes. Know where that came from. Hi, hi, it's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Uh, football season ended. I don't know if you guys saw the Saturday Night Live sketch this past week about the end of football season. It, it, they didn't nail it. The premise was flawless. The execution was okay, but the premise was so good that it made up for some of the execution of it. Um, it, it's just, it's depressing. Like, we're just depressed people. Like, there's no... When when, Ray, when Orioles season ended, it was really sad. But we had football to watch that weekend. We had something to keep us company. Now all we have is... The weather will probably go back to being crappy in two days. By the way, has there ever been... A day that less reflected the mood in the city of Baltimore than like today. I, it really should be gloomy today. Yeah. Today. I, I thought we, when I woke up, it was. We needed it, it to be. Dark. We needed it. Yeah, correct. You just woke <laughs> up early. We just needed it to be miserable today to match. We're, we don't have this in us. Although it's not. It's not night. It's not like Friday when we were outside. Like Friday, we were sitting outside eating lunch and everything. Today, because it's windy, we're like, yeah, we're good. We're not doing that. But still, we don't want to look. At, we don't want to see the sun today. We don't need that. We want to eat our feelings. We just want to have a day for us. It's we'll funny. I did when we'll I woke move on. We'll put our big girl panties on tomorrow. When I went outside, it, it felt like it was kind of Octobery, and I was like, I was like, oh, I like October. Yeah, October is the best, like, except for October. But it's not going to get warmer later. I don't think. No, and and October is the best because there's football. Football. Yeah. We have something to look forward to. We have not something to look forward to, unfortunately, anymore. All right. Um, we'll do our best to uh, try to compartmentalize, to make sense, to, to deal with all of it after the Ravens fall to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Coming up uh, this morning, our friend Charles, da Charles Davis from CBS and the 33rd team. And ironically, they didn't work together yesterday. They usually work together. Evan Washburn is also going to join us. In any other week, that would probably be too much. We'd probably be like, well, they, they're literally broadcast partners. But they weren't yesterday. They had two different things going on and two different takes. And so we're going to do talk to both of them today. But it's just sort of ironic the way that worked out. And uh, Jeremy Kahn will join us as he does every Monday. And we may or may not talk about how he nearly involuntary manslaughtered my wife on Friday night. It's, Jeez, really? It's the whole thing. I didn't hear about I that. don't know that we're going to talk about it. Just... Understand it's a thing that happened. Maybe one day when, when you guys pay for the show, Jeremy and I will discuss it. We're, we're fine, for the record. We're fine. Well, it's, good. It's not 
It's not his fault. That's why it would have been involuntary manslaughter. Gotcha. That's the point. But he, well, you're saying he would have got well, charged. He was with responsible. Okay. But it wasn't his fault. Eh, we, we're never gonna, we're never going to talk about it. We'll see. We'll see if we ever discuss it. All right. Um, yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, thank you all for joining us all season long for Project Game Day. It was the final episode of the year yesterday. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Project Game Day. If you missed it, you can go back later on today and watch the season finale. Get Femi's thoughts. Rita, Josh Charles joined us. We just had a great year all year long with Project Game Day. Thank you to AJ Michael, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for making it possible. Um, I wish I could tell you that, like, I, this is the this is these are all the bummers. Like it really is just over. Like we can't force this. I don't feel like, like we're not going to do a Maryland basketball version of Project Game Day. We're not going to do a you know the the UFL Project Game Day. Like it's just not. It's over. We'll do some stuff during baseball season. We'll have some fun concepts and ideas, and there will be programming related. But nothing like our our your world in this business revolves around football. That's the way that it goes, and. It's just over. Anyway. I don't really even feel like watching the Super Bowl at this moment. Oh, there's uh, there, a... Like, by the way, and I would actually say this. If you're a business who is like going all in on a Super Bowl party, I would maybe think about like lightening your load just slightly. I, I Two weeks will at least allow some time for people to... Remember, it is the last football game of the year, and they're going to be desperate for this in a couple of weeks. But there will be a lot of sting. There will be a lot of sting and a lot of, yeah, I'm good. I don't really feel like spending a whole lot more money. I don't really feel like going out. Just kind of just kind of yeah. want it to be over. I've seen this before. There's no com- there is no compelling storyline. I, I like I guess Brock yeah. Purdy is the compelling storyline in the Super Bowl because he hasn't been there but like he's the that's the that's the compelling storyline if you're looking for one but it's one and it's one <laughs> like that's it it's just that everything else is only compelling to the cities the and market, the, the yeah. teams involved that's it um hooray what a fun happy happy time we're all having all right um I don't I'm writing a column today at pressboxonline.com. You want to talk about what happened in the game yesterday or do you just want to do the Lamar Jackson bit? Like that's sort of where we are as a not just a city or a, as a society. And that's the tough thing, right? Because today on first take or whatever stupid shows there are, I don't even know what they're called. The Herd with Colin Cowherd. The Herd with Colin Cowherd. What's the one on Fox? What's the... the uh, speak for Yourself, I guess. Is that what it's called? I think so. There no. There's another one. There's the, the Skip say, Bayless we show. We Say Things? No. We, I, li- I like We Say Things. <laughs> we should make that our show. God, that's actually... You accidentally stumbled I thought there was one something. that says Say. We say uh, speak, I believe, is what it's called. Oh, okay. I think there's a show that's just called Speak. So they took they took Speak for Yourself. They took off Yourself? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. All right, you know what? We're the wrong people to talk about right, this. So one of the things I you you and I sometimes disagree. We don't see eye to eye, but I do appreciate yeah. the fact that you are. I have no. You, you know in better these. than to watch any of these dog s programs. For those of you who do, you got to be prepared for it. It's gonna be about Lamar. That's the way it's gonna be. And by the way, for some of you, you what undisputed. 
Undisputed. That's what it's called. That's exactly <laughs> what that. it's called. That's the that's the Skip Bayless hour, or seven hours. Who knows I how think long? It's two and a half. It looks like. My God! At least today is two and a half. I don't Could know you imagine? Even if you liked that, right? We do the show for two and a half hours most days. <laughs> I don't know that it's a whole lot better. <laughs> God. All right. So they're gonna. It's gonna be Lamar, and that's the reality of this. The reality of this is I know that the story of the game was not just Lamar. He he owns a part of it. Obviously, the interception was brutal. People that are trying to beat him up for losing a fumble, it was a strip sack from behind. My God. I, what I, are, like, there's one thing when you're losing a fumble because you see it and you're holding on. Like, when you're strip sacked from behind... I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't want it to happen. I don't think it was a good play. But trying to beat up Lamar because he was stripped from behind, I I mean, this is just what we do when we pile on. I have more of a problem with the the sack that he took. Gosh, I, I forget what yeah, it was. Yeah, the third and one, that um, sack was dreadful. They were on, like, the, but they were on the Chiefs 40. They, so like they, oh, they had gotten yeah, a couple they're on yards. the edge of field I mean, goal. Yeah, yeah, they yeah that was a bad one. Yeah, I agree. That was yeah. a bad one. I mean, again, there's things that want – you can't get around the interception. It was awful. It was awful. We can say, we can debate whether or not there should have been a penalty. Both points can be made. Not the one that Gene's territory made. That was laughable. <laughs> and you can sort of hear it in his voice as he's watching the play again. Like, well, I, well, I, you know, I kind of like this not being a penalty. Like, you could hear as he's seeing it, like, oh, boy, remember that thing I said about the contact coming after the interception? I was way off about that, but I've committed to saying that it wasn't a penalty, so now I have to say it wasn't a penalty. That He made a terrible point. The point that some people have made afterwards was you can argue that ball wasn't catchable because it was underthrown and therefore shouldn't have been a penalty. That was the ball he underthrew, yeah. It, we we could talk about that, right? Like, we could have a conversation about whether or not, letter of the law, it should have been a penalty. Now, somebody would say, if there's no contact, then it gives Isaiah Likely the opportunity to fight back towards the ball. So it still should have been a penalty. Like, we can do the 50-50 thing for eternity. But it doesn't change the fact that it was a bad throw. You can't, we, we can't rewrite that. It was a terrible throw. And Lamar has to own that. What was the story of the game yesterday? The story of the game was panic. And as uh, Femi pointed out, the panic slash lack of discipline. And those two things in some cases run into each other. So it's, it's hard to discern from them, but I'll say it's both. Because I think the play calling was more about panic I think Zay Flowers' stuff was more about lack of discipline. You could, and then you got the pen, like the un, the the some of the the two penalties, the unsportsmanlike, yeah. The two wait, wait the unsportsmanlike uh, well, like one was the one we were good with because they just had to commit a penalty in order to make it reset oh, yeah, yeah, the first yeah, and yeah, ten yeah, instead of first yes. and five. Yeah. Well, he didn't have to. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but like I, that's also a little bit goofy to me because. No, I'm not sure what changed. It's supposed yeah, yeah. to look like a football. Oh, it definitely doesn't change anything. Like it's either, it's just ten yard difference yeah, yeah. of where they throw the ball to Marquez Valdez Scant. Like it changes nothing. Um, I have no no beef whatsoever but with Van that. Noy, in, in fact, I kind of appreciate the fact that he tried to make it look like a football play instead of making it look obvious what they were doing. Well, 
would that have really mattered? Though? It wouldn't have. Yeah, they don't call have. a. They don't. They don't give you an extra. Right. Five. And Roquan's got yeah. one speed. We know that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just not. I have no feelings towards yeah, that one yeah. whatsoever. He was. There I'm was thinking a, of a code Norway, red was ordered. He gave the code red. And you know whether taunting should be a penalty or not. I mean, he can't. Yeah, the Van Noy thing, 100, percent is in that lack of discipline. The taunting is in the lack of discipline and extending for the goal line when it's not fourth down. Just because. Now nah, you know what that that might be panic. Now that I think about it, that play might be more panic than lack of discipline because I felt this, I, I felt this throughout the course of the game. Uh, give Jason Cole credit; he was the one that said, "Well, you know, you can say that you think the Ravens can come back from down two scores, but they haven't done it." And I absolutely believed, and we all fought with Jason Cole a couple weeks ago when he came on here and said that. I believed the Ravens were built and had shown the way they handled themselves in some of the one-score games where they were trailing, that they wouldn't panic in those spots. And yet, they effing panicked. And what you felt from Zay Flowers was, the score needs to change, and it needs to change now. I have to go change the score. And 30 seconds later, he you know lost 15 yards for the for the taunting. So it was 30 seconds after that. You mean it was or, 30 yeah. seconds after? And he then 30 had, seconds before, yeah, right, he, he was extending. Yeah, right. And so a little bit to a little bit of two was he was trying to make up for his own gaffe. But you could feel it. You could feel a, I, the score needs to change and it needs to change now. The number of times during the course of the game where it felt like the smart play was for Lamar Jackson to take the 8 to 10 yards that were in front of him, but he seemed so desperately to try to get chunk yards because they just wanted to change the game quickly. Let's quickly get out of this hole. Let's quickly. And it was panic. It was panic all over. Now, some people, the people that don't like John Harbaugh, want to put that on John Harbaugh. And you know what? I get it. He's got to take criticism today, too. It's, It's got to be within reason. But when you lose a game like this, everybody takes criticism. To the point that John Harbaugh, as the head coach, needs to step in at some point and say, why are we this panicked? What is going on? Why are we getting... Yeah. Now, that's not been the way that it's necessarily worked. John Harbaugh, one of the things that we've all given him credit for is that he hasn't stepped on toes and that we don't really want that type of leadership. You don't really want someone who thinks they know more than everybody else. If that were the case, we'd criticize them for that. What we're criticizing is the results. And to the point... Should John Harbaugh have interfered? Probably. Probably. At some point, he said, hey, like, you know there's still running backs on this team, right? We're not down by three scores. Now, they might not have realized that the defense was going to pitch a shutout in the second half, and so part of the play calling might have been, we feel like we have to score in every possession because we think Kansas City might keep scoring. And so we got to move this along. We can't prepare for all we need to do is score 17 points and we're going to be okay. But the game was never out of hand. There's somebody, like the Washington Post wrote that it was a one-sided affair. I'm like, what? 
What are we doing? I get it. It was a disappointing performance in the Baltimore Ravens, but we're rewriting the reality of the football game because we were so disappointed by the performance of the Baltimore Ravens. The Chiefs never ran away and hid. That never occurred. And we can praise the Chiefs all we want, but the same team that couldn't score a point in the second half. Like, they weren't that impressive yesterday. They did what they needed to do in order to win the game and give them great credit for that. I don't remember who it was last week that made the comment about the Chiefs being the most resourceful team in football, but that was the thing that rang the most true yesterday. They were not that good. They were resourceful. They did exactly what they needed to do. They didn't didn't make any mistakes. Correct. They didn't help you out. They didn't conspire. The Ravens conspired big time. The Chiefs never conspired, never panicked, even when things weren't going well. They put together two nice drives to start the game, 1,000%. Give them credit for that. For two drives, they look miraculous. That's what they did. And give their defense credit, of course. Their defense played very well. But they were not some well-oiled machine. This was not Pat Mahomes proved he's the big brother to Lamar Jackson's little brother. It wasn't anything like that. That's the narrative that you're attempting to write because you know, clicks and attention and all that nonsense. The truth was, this was like an old-school football game where there just wasn't a whole lot of offense. And the story of the day was, avoid making the big mistake. Chiefs, check. Avoided making the big mistake. Although, in fairness, they they kind of did make a big mistake when they went forward and fourth and one, and it felt emotional. It felt like we really thought Travis Kelsey had it, which the entire internet thought, too. Kudos for as many things as we'll, we'll flip out about about the officiating. The fact that they got both of those spots right on the field and the, in fairness, the um, the Zay Flowers thing, right? Like, yeah, that to yeah. me, that they got all three of those plays exactly correct. It's kind of remarkable. Now we can, you know, fight about the other things, the officiating. But it is kind of remarkable that, um, you know, they were able to get all of those spots right. They avoided making the bigger mistakes. They avoided making the killer mistakes. They played well enough and well defensively. Again, there was conspiracy involved. Like I don't want to overstate how well they played defensively or say that it was some vintage dominant performance. They played well enough that with the benefit of of the conspiracy from the Baltimore Ravens, they were able to win the AFC Championship game. Lamar Jackson will have to wear it. He'll have to wear it because that's what the NFL is anymore. We don't, nobody actually is concerned about what happened in the football game. It's like the dopes and some guy that sits across from me that tried to beat up Lamar Jackson for the Steelers game earlier this season. Which, of course, He was the best player in the NFL all week. Anybody who watched the game saw that. But this is what we do. We have this tunnel vision, whatever it is, where all we can talk about in football is the quarterback. And in part, it's because the people that are on those stupid shows 
They don't really want... They don't know the names of the players. Do you think any of them know who Arthur Millette is? Honest to God. We can only talk about the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks get compensated really nicely for that. So I'm not even telling you that I feel bad for Lamar Jackson that he's going to have to wear it. He has to wear it. He's getting paid 50 plus million dollars to to wear it. He's going to be okay. Like I if he would prefer that I would wear it, <laughs> I'll take a game check and I'll wear it. They can beat me up all the time. I'll be all right. One game check. And I'll give him my son's artwork from last week that the Ravens put up on their uh, website. Willing to do both. I think he'd be I think he'd be uh, down for it. Yeah. I'll I'll wear it. And you can keep that for forever. So that's the reality of it. And it's also the reality that like he has to wear it in part because some of it is on him. You know, after the 2011 AFC Championship game, the, the narrative was, wow, Joe Flacco outplayed Tom Brady. The Ravens just lost. Well, that's not the narrative today. Near, nor should it be. Again, it's a, it's a little bit twisted, right? If if Zay Flowers launches himself a half a second earlier and gets into the end zone, then Lamar Jackson produced exactly as many points as Patrick Mahomes produced yesterday. Like it's a it's a bit weird. But no, none of us think that he outplayed Patrick Mahomes because that did not happen. The Ravens needed more from Lamar Jackson. It's okay to say these things. They needed more from Lamar Jackson yesterday than they got. They needed more from their play callers than they got. They needed more from their wide receivers than they got. I, I don't know who's absolved. I don't know who gets to walk out of yesterday and say, eh, I'm good. You could say the inside linebackers, although they were getting beat up a little bit early on in the game too. Certainly nobody was coming up with answers for Travis Kelsey early in the game. Like, just because the defense was great in the second half, we don't get to pretend like they were perfect in the, entire, the entirety of the game. I I agree. Kept you in it. I agree with the argument of like they they deserve less blame because they did give you more of a chance to win. Anytime you hold a team to seventeen points, a hundred percent. But you still don't get to pretend like they were flawless. They weren't. They were getting eaten alive early on in the game, and in many ways, the part that we don't want to talk about is the game might have really been determined by the coin flip and the results of the first two drives. It was never really right after that. I, I somebody I, w- I think my buddy Dave Damashek tweeted about. It. I would love to know the history of teams that defer to the second half, get a stop, and then score at the beginning of the game, knowing that they're going to get the bonus possession to start the second half. I would love to know what the record of those teams were, because I'm with him. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to guess those teams have won a boatload of games. Not all of them, because nothing's 100%, but I'm going to guess it's an extraordinary number. So the Ravens needed the defense early on in the game to get a, to get a stop to, to set the tone, and they couldn't. Nobody gets to walk away from yesterday with their hands clean. Nobody gets to say, we did everything in our power. Maybe Jordan Stout. Kyle, ironically. Kyle Hamilton, maybe? Yeah, Kyle Hamilton for the most part. I mean, but even he was in coverage on Kelsey a right. couple of times early on. And 
I, I thought he was one of the better players on the field for sure. Lamar Jackson has to wear it because that's the nature of football. He wasn't good enough. He certainly wasn't awful. He certainly wasn't. He didn't embarrass himself. He made a really bad throw. And some other questionable decisions. He was off in, for most of the first half, too. Like, Yeah, I, 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 I do. When people try to bring up like the deep balls, I mean, the deep balls were off by like an inch a couple of times. Right. Like, I'm not... I didn't think he was erratic. I thought, the, the again, the play calling was puzzling. It would have been nice a couple of times. I still can't believe a week after you got flummoxed by the Blitz, the one thing that shouldn't have been eating you alive yesterday would have been the Blitz. Hey, we learned our lesson. Tell you what, we're going to be completely prepared for this week. It was almost like they were playing a second layer of chess. Like, well, they think that we'll be ready. That we'll be ready for the blitz. So let's prepare for anything but the blitz. Because they're not going to do it because they know we're going to be preparing for it. It's like, it's bizarre. How could you be that poor against the blitz again? Again. So weird, man. So weird. (sighs) And then I go back to thinking, you know, if Aguilar catches that ball on the first drive, too. Yeah, I mean, there's the, and you can do a lot of these things. Right, we yeah, do these things all yeah. day. Like that's why I said it's totally possible the game was determined. We ultimately within the course of coin flip, first first, first drive, possession the, the first for the Ravens, punt, yeah. first possession for the Chiefs. That if if you really went back and said what determined the game, and it's unfair because then you would say, well, the Ravens went down and tied it up, and they were never really out of it. They weren't. They weren't ever out of it. It required the Chiefs. It's the part that we don't talk about because. It required the Chiefs making a hell of a play on a ballsy third and nine call. The number of things that can go wrong when you're just chucking the ball downfield on third and nine, or the Ravens get the ball back with two minutes and a chance to tie the game. They were never out of it, but ultimately those that set seemed to set the tone and put the Ravens into the panic that they just never overcame. It's infuriating because you don't feel. We talked about this. If the Ravens lose 36-35 yesterday, and it's a shootout, and it's back and forth, and the Chiefs just have the ball last, then there's a part of you that walks away and says, you tip your cap. You know, you, you did everything you could. It's Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Andy, they ultimately, they beat you. But you don't feel that today. You feel you didn't. This team didn't give it their best effort. They they like weren't the Ravens. Some other group showed up wearing Ravens masks, saying, we're going to play as the Ravens today. I kept saying all week, the one thing that would stun me would be if this team panicked, if this team wasn't prepared, if they weren't up for the challenge. I'm stunned. This group that had been so zeroed in, had been so locked in all season, just vomited over themselves. And then there's the other, the awkward side of it. I should point out that today's show is brought to you by Superbook. I don't know that anybody's feeling like getting in a Super Bowl bet right now, but 
when you do get there, the 49ers are one-point favorites over the Chiefs. A lot of people probably feeling a little bit of the, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes again. That's how I feel. I'm feeling- My bet right now is uh, I will be doing Chiefs money line and the under. Uh, I'm going to lock that in, and I'm not going to move off of it. Yeah, like that second half under. Everybody told me all week that second half under. I said play the third quarter, which ultimately was a Is push. the under still at 47 and a half? Uh, the number is yep, still at 47 right, and I like half. it at 47, 47 and a half a lot half. more than 47, to be honest. If you want to get in a bet for next year's Super Bowl, the Ravens are 10 to 1. They're tied for second best odds behind, or behind the uh, 49ers, tied with the Chiefs. You can do all that at Superbook. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Again, code is GlennClark23 with two N's. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match from Superbook. Um, the other awkward part of it is the part where it's not the end of the world. And that's the part that nobody wants to hear. Only one team can win the Super Bowl every year. I guess we should. <laughs> eh, probably even further left, yeah. No. Lower. Yeah. Yeah. Lower. Yeah. This Jesus. is uh, this is overreaction. This is Jesus, it's, it's overreaction man. Monday, right? Like, My god, would you calm down over there? I was moving negative. the Lamar meter, but jeez. You got to settle down. Remember how you said uh if today would be a great day for the Orioles to announce a signing? Yeah, it would be really tremendous. Uh uh, One-year extension uh, for for Danny Coulomb. It's all coming up. All coming up, Baltimore, baby. Today is our We got day. a club option for 2025 as Hell well. yeah, we do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Got that going for us, which is nice. Um, Everything was in front of the Ravens, and that's what makes this so crushing. And, you know, it being at home, and I, I get it. Look, I'm I'm not letting any of you off the hook for your behavior yesterday. Hearing the stories of people throwing full beer cans down from the upper deck, y'all should be arrested, and I mean it. Y'all should go to jail. Not only should you never be able to go to a sporting event again, I'm not. when I say seek help, there's no shtick involved. You need to seek help. And I'll say some of the things that we say when we talk to Mary Drexler. Like, I think a lot of you made decisions last week with your money that you couldn't afford, and some of that, some of that hit you. I think a lot of people were disappointed by the football game, but I think a lot of people also realized they had just spent thousands of dollars that they didn't have only to watch their team lose. And that sucks, and that stings, but that is not the fault of the Baltimore Ravens. You can say, well, they, they, you know, they, the t- they've set the ticket prices. You have to make the decision as to whether you can afford it or not. I'd said all week, if the ticket prices came down to a certain amount, maybe I would consider waking up on Sunday morning and and going myself. I had bought tickets for my wife to go, but when we were thinking the Ravens were going to win and we weren't going to do Project Game Day until later, I was like, maybe I could go to the game. But there was a number that I said, I'll pay up to that number. And as everybody who was in the market knows, it never got close to that number. It went dramatically the other way. There was never a crash. So I think some of you spent exorbitant amounts of money on tickets and the things that go along with that, pregame tailgates, 
parking, whatever it was. I think like you started doing the math on how much money you had spent, and it got really dark. I, I'm not kidding. When I say seek help, that's not shtick. That's you need to go talk to somebody today. You got to get your life in order. You're blaming the wrong people. That's on you. You made that decision. Everyone who threw a beer can yesterday, the ones that threw empty beer cans shouldn't be arrested. Probably should earn like at least a year suspension away from a football game. Those of you that threw full beer cans should be arrested. I say all of that to say it's bleak because it looked like it was also set up for the Baltimore Ravens. We all felt that. This was their year. Marlon Humphrey was tweeting about that earlier today. They were the best team. Nothing about yesterday changes that. One game does not a season make. Or else we would say that the Carolina Panthers were better than the Houston Texans. Or we wouldn't need to play the Super Bowl because we already have the results, right? The, the Chiefs beat the Ravens. The Ravens beat the 49ers. So we know the Chiefs are going to beat the 49ers. Um, it, it was all set up. And so it, 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 we're hurting. It, it, the comparison to, like, the Orioles last year, it was easier for us to say, well, this was never really the Orioles' year, right? Like, they weren't supposed to win the World Series. It would have been cool, and they could have, but it wasn't their year. What I would say is, you don't want to hear it, but I tried telling you this the last couple of weeks. This was not now or never. I mean, there are things that are in front of this team. They got to figure out Patrick Queen. They got to figure out Justin Matabike. My gut is Patrick Queen probably isn't a Raven next year. I don't think there's any chance that Geno Stone's a Raven next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I get, maybe there's a world in which that the bloom came off the rose so much that. Like, there really isn't a market for him, but I think his stats will lead to there being a market for him, and I think the Ravens are going to say, we don't know that his stats are truly a reflection of him as a player, and I think he is going to end up pricing himself away from Baltimore. But I think in their mind, there can be another Geno Stone. They'll have to solve what running back looks like next year. You know, how much... I think a lot of people wanted to believe that Keaton Mitchell was becoming a featured back, but like you only got to see so much of it, and he's coming off a significant injury, so can that be your game plan? Can you just come back next year and say, well, hey, it's Gus Edwards and Justice Hill until Keaton Mitchell comes back? Do you feel like you want to do better than that? There's a lot of things the Ravens will have to deal with, but the core of their football team will be intact. I don't know if Mike McDonald will be back, and that'll be – yeah, the difficult part. He's going to meet with the Commanders, and I, I assume the Seahawks yeah. as well. Yeah. It seems like Washington really wants Ben Johnson. That was the like, that was the yeah. common belief, but they are scheduling a ton of interviews this week. Like it wasn't just hey, as soon as Ben Johnson gets knocked out of the playoffs, we're hiring him. We'll definitely have Todd Munkin back. Definitely going to have Todd Munkin back. <laughs> Tough day, and we'll see what happens with Mike. McD- There's just to my point. There is no reason to think that this team won't be back and that they won't be benefiting from it. It doesn't guarantee everything's going to line up for them. And injuries happen, and that 
I just don't think that this was the end of the line. I still believe the Ravens are ascending more than they're descending. They also could still probably use a true ass kicker. As, as much of a great story as Clowney and Van Noy were during the course of the year, for the moments that it looked like the Dafe Owe was becoming a player earlier this season, that didn't extend. They, you know, the balloon came off that rose too. They could use an ass kicker. I don't, I don't have an answer of how they're finding that. I don't know that Chop Robinson is falling to them in the draft. I don't know that he could immediately be that guy either. And then it might be the same case of Oway, just putting too much mm-hmm. on whoever they take mm-hmm. at at thirty. But that deal with those things. But the core, Lamar Jackson. Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, Tyler Linderbaum, Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, probably Justin Matabike. That's a pretty effing good core for me to think that it was now or never. They got to improve. They got to get better. We'll see if they go about doing that. All right, can we grab a break, or do you want to talk to Charles Davis, then take a break? It's up to you. No, you let's take me. a break. We'll take a break. We come back in. Charles Davis will join us. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on what we saw from the uh, AFC Championship game. Get us your uh, slaps to the helmet. We will do that this morning. It's a bummer. We don't want to, but we'll do that. And uh, I'll have a column coming at PressBoxOnline.com today as well. It's a uh, miserable Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Whether you're a Ravens fan or rooting for one of those other guys, Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Jeremy Kahn here. The ultimate sports betting experience in Maryland is at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. Join me at either location in Canton or in Towson and place your bets in person and be a part of the action. It's the best in-class sports wagering experience complete with the ultimate TV package, ensuring you can catch every game all day, every day. Their state-of-the-art facilities bring Las Vegas energy right here to Maryland just in time for postseason football. So visit the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson and elevate your game day experience and hang out with me to bet, watch, and win at the Turtle. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Make sure you tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox fantasy football analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday brought to you by live casino and hotel and if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Khan's OnlyFans page at wait are people supposed to know about that today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and biotoyota.com the Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. We had to do this a little bit earlier because of his travel schedule today, but we had the opportunity to catch up with Charles Davis to try to make sense of what happened with the Ravens yesterday right here on GCR. Well, as we continue to try to dissect what occurred yesterday in the AFC Championship game, our next guest did his best in a video with Coach Dave Wanstead up at the 33rd team. You, of course, know him from CBS as well. He's our friend Charles Davis, and he is back with us now here on GCR. Charles, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you, even if we don't like the topic here in Baltimore that we're talking about today. Yeah. Appreciate you yeah. taking the time for us. Well, thanks, thanks for having me as always, Glenn. Trust that you are well. Yes, other other than, you know, a few of us had made plans for what we are going to do in Vegas <laughs> next week. Yeah, it's what it is. Hey, yeah, uh, understand, understand. Charles, I, I think what you and Coach Wanstead were dealing with is very close to the top of the list for what we're dealing with, which is I, I think it's more, it's it can be palatable if a team loses and you feel like, well, they gave it their best shot, they came up short, it's what it is. And I think a lot of this city doesn't feel that way today and feels more like what was this team that we saw yesterday in these circumstances that – just really seemed to panic and get completely away from who they were. Uh, Glenn, I think what you're talking about, and tell me if I'm wrong, please, because I don't want to go in a direction we shouldn't go. But I think what you're talking about is something that Coach Wanstead discussed when we had our conversation on the 33rd team, and that was identity. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we are on this, because we believe we know who Baltimore is. I remember years ago someone told me, the ability to wake up every morning and know who you are before your feet hit the ground makes for a really good life. All right. You wake up, you know who you are, you know what you're about. You don't have any question marks, you know, none of that searching and <laughs> trying to find it. What direction do I go? And look, if you're an NFL fan, you pretty much believe, you know, the identity of Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. And I thought that yesterday on Sunday in their game, there were times when they did things that weren't part of their identity, you know, third and short throwing the football, 
instead of being, you know, and, and they're not a team that doesn't mind going for fourth, going for it on fourth down, you know? <laughs> so as, as John Harbaugh said so many times, and, and it's proven to be true, running the football is in the DNA of the Baltimore Ravens. So does that mean you run it every single time it's third and short? No, not at all. But it felt like there were times where that opportunity was there to turn it into a four down situation and run the football, which is closer to what they do best than anything else that I thought there were times they got away from that. And I think that's what Coach Wanstead was trying to point out. I, and that's the way that it felt. It, it felt to me, Charles, and, and you tell me what you think, it felt like a team that panicked. It just felt like a team. I, I, I got to be honest. I thought the difference in this team and the 09, or the 19 team was that if they fell behind, it, it just wasn't that big of a deal. Like They were right. completely capable of handling it. But it didn't play out that way. Like It felt like they were pressing, and it wasn't just the play calling. It was decisions no. that players were making. It just sort of felt like a team that was shocked by how Kansas City had punched them in, their, in the mouth and, and panicked because of it. Yeah, and I think that, that that's where – I think the major surprise came in because Kansas City came right out, had the big drive, took it downfield, Kelsey scores, blah, blah, blah. That looked like kind of old school Kansas City. Yeah. Minus the big shot, right? It was, it's, it's more old school Kansas City mixed in with 2023 season Kansas City. And Andy Reid like, has rediscovered that running the football is a cool thing. Okay, and and they're doing it, and the offensive lines responded accordingly, especially their middle three with Humphrey and Smith, and usually it's Tooney in there, but yesterday it was Nick Allegretti. But but Baltimore came right back, stayed on their feet, and and what a play Lamar Jackson made in the pocket, escaping, pulled his Houdini act, and then threw a gorgeous pass downfield. Yeah. It wasn't one of those where he escaped, threw it up, and the receiver made an incredible play. He threw that one like he went back one, two, three, boom, back foot, hit, throw. I mean, it was just gorgeous. And we went to break, and I looked at my son, and I said, I feel like we might have punch-counterpunch today, kid. Oh, This is what it feels like, punch-counterpunch, let's see how we go. And it didn't turn into that. As you said, there was, you know, and as time went on, they pressed, different things happened. Look, Kansas City actually went at one point at 14-7. Tell me where we were in the game, Glenn. 14-7 fourth down, deep in Ravens territory, and I'm yelling at the TV. Well, he wasn't yelling, but I was like, I would take the points. I'm a big guy in the playoffs. Take the points. Yep. Points are good. I really feel like the coaches nowadays, because of analytics, Glenn, they've gotten to the point where this is just one person's opinion. What used to get you roasted doesn't feel like it does anymore. It's almost like you have license to do these things, and I'm still thinking points are good. Kansas City didn't take the points. Baltimore held them. A great defensive stand. But they didn't turn it into anything. Nothing. Nothing. You know, Kansas City got let off the hook on that one. Um, you know, kind of like Dan Campbell's taking all this grief right now. Andy Reid doesn't have to take any of this grief because he won. But to me, I still don't believe it. He should have he should have gone for it on fourth down there. Against that Ravens defense, against Roquan Smith and, and Patrick Queen, I'm taking the point. In a game like that, they don't take them. They didn't make them pay. And that's part of what I think you're talking about. Normally, Baltimore makes people pay. And last thing I'll say, because I'm sorry I'm going on no. this long soliloquy. No. The, the season-long 
send me your best and we will beat you up is why I believe when we're watching that ball game, you're thinking, okay, Baltimore will be okay. Because even in some of those games where they beat up people, those teams were in games early. Remember the track meet with Miami early? Yep. And then all of a sudden they yep. throttled them. The best teams they played this year, they tended to beat up. Like they didn't just beat them. They beat them down. So it was a legit deal yesterday to sit there and say to yourself, I got to give Kansas City a lot of credit because they didn't just go in there and, and pull, you know, 15 trick plays and find a way to upset them. They went in there and did their thing against what the team that many of us thought was the best in the NFL and, and a team that took on the best records that they saw all year long and smacked them around. It wasn't quite the same yesterday. Our friend Charles Davis from CBS and the 33rd team is with us here on GCR. Um, Charles, as we continue to try to compartmentalize all this, this is the difficult part, right? Because it's yeah. just it's just over. But yep. I, 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 and, I, and I don't want it because I, I think there's still a lot of anger in town. So when I, I say to try sure. to move on, I, I'm not saying that like I'm letting them off the hook for yesterday. But in, there is still a part of me that says as much as everything appeared to be set up for the Ravens this year, and that was a big part of it. Yep. There isn't any reason why I think. I mean, there'll be some changes. I don't know that Patrick Queen's going to sure. be around, but I don't know that there's any reason why they can't be back in the same spot. A year. Like it's still going to be Lamar Jackson. It's still going to be Zay Flowers. Yep. It's still going to be Roquan Smith. It's still going to be Kyle Hamilton. I I think they'll try to keep Justin Matabike around, even if that's on the franchise sure. tag. Like I I'm, I'm the nucleus appears to be in place. Now you might have Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely on the field together all season next year. Like yeah. there's a lot to like. Is this a yep. situation, I'll compare it to the 2011 Ravens who lost in the AFC Championship game in heartbreaking fashion, where in some bizarre way, learning from this, this specific, hey, you can't do these things against the Kansas City Chiefs, could end up benefiting them a year from now if they can get back to this place. No, oh, absolutely. I think everything you said is, is really on the table hard for people to hear and listen to the day after yeah. this disappointment. No one wants to hear it somewhere. John Harbaugh didn't want to talk about it, think about it, all that. All they're doing is looking at how do we let this one get away because it's right here in front of us. And we all know each opportunity you let get away, there's no guarantee you get back the next year. You know, we all know the Dan Marino story. I always laugh to myself because it's not funny, but it's just, you remember when Dan hit his first and second year in the league in his second year, he set all the records. They go to the Super Bowl, they lose to the 49ers. And at the end of the year, he and Joe Montana are doing like a diet Pepsi ad. And at the end, Joe grabs a Pepsi and he walks away. And Dan says, Hey Joe, next year I'm buying, yeah. which was the implication was yeah. we'll be back and we'll do it. Yeah. He never got there. That's true. So that's why you don't, you know, you, it's hard to look ahead, but to your point, it's all there for them. The problem the challenge is this was the year that you could erase all the questions that will still be there next year. Yep. And it starts with Lamar Jackson. Yes, he's the MVP, but is he a quarterback who can get you over the hump? Well, he got the first playoff win. That was huge. But here was one at home set up for him. They didn't get it done. Is it all his fault? No, but he's the quarterback, and you know he becomes the focal point. I thought in the game yesterday the defense did a masterful job of keeping them in it. I mean, Kansas City had how many empty possessions in a row? that Baltimore just snuffed them out and hey, hey offense, let's go. <laughs> right. Here's another chance. And they just never were able to take advantage of it. They became one receiver 
centric in terms of Zay Flowers. But as you mentioned, pressing a little bit. Zay extending the ball at the at the goal line, it gets popped out by Legereus Sneed, and it was Legetti before he even yep. got there. You know, plays like that. Third and one, instead of running the football, try and throw it. Now there's no one open, and you end up getting sacked for a loss. Things of that nature that just weren't normal for this Baltimore team who handled adversity coming at them, who handled the best in the league, and shrugged and, and went, okay, regroup, here we come. And then all of a sudden they were steamrolling people. It did feel like as the game went on and the pressure jumped up and they kept looking at the clock, some of that kept, some of that crept in and they pressed, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Charles, I, I, I'll finish. You know what you just brought up about Lamar Jackson because I said it in a column that I wrote the day for um, Press Box. I said, look, he's going to have to wear this. Like that's the reality yeah. of of how this goes. No getting around it. It's right. QB one. Yeah. It's, it's just the way it is. It, it, I mean, think about John Elway. John Elway is one of the all-time greats. Of course. How many years did John Elway wear that before they finally got there and finally Pat Bowles holds up the Super Bowl trophy? The twilight of his career. This one's yeah, for, for John. Yep. Because it had taken forever, and he was one of the all-time greats. So it's not like it can't happen. It's out there for them. But until it does happen, right, it just stays out there. Unfortunately for John, he finished with back-to-back Super Bowls. I, I am not – I you know – Look, he wears it because it's the reality. The reality is he is two and four in the playoffs, and the reality is, you know, he hasn't always played his best. Now, you know, there's something weird about I think killing him about yesterday. You know, if Zay Flowers yeah. starts his his dive uh, a half a second earlier, yep. then he puts up as many points as Patrick Mahomes did, right? Like, I exactly. It, it's difficult for me to try to put this all on Lamar Jackson, but I can still say he needed to play better. The Ravens needed more from him in the biggest circumstance than they got. And th- I think the good thing about this young man, Charles, is like everything we've gotten to know about him, he'll be hell-bent yep. about it. He'll be driven. He's I, I-, I yeah. can't guarantee, to your point, I can't, it's like Dan Marino, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It never I can't guarantee anything. But nothing about no. this young man says anything to me other than he will continue to bust his ass, he'll wear it, he'll deal with it, and he'll continue to work as hard as he possibly can to try to be right back in the same spot a year from now. Let's just make it simple from my end, Glenn. We can't guarantee that the Ravens get back to the AFC Championship game. They hadn't been there since 2012. So we know how difficult it is, and this is one of the better franchises in the NFL, right? So it's not a guarantee. It's not a lock. There's no guarantee that they actually get there and win the Super Bowl. We know all of those things. But, we are, but the guarantee I can make that I would feel very comfortable making, and I'm not speaking on his behalf, but – I guarantee Lamar Jackson everything possible to try and get there, to try and increase his game, to try and get better at what he's done. There's no question if you watch him from his rookie year to where he is now, he's made improvements in his game all along. Yesterday wasn't the day for them. There were errors that were made. The throw down the middle, Isaiah likely, when he threw up his hand like Randy Moss, like, hey, I'm open. Except except there were three Kansas City defenders in in the area. That wasn't a one-on-one situation. Lamar didn't see it. You know, and he threw the, he threw the pick. Things like that happen, but again, I, I, I'm loath to put it all on the shoulders of one player who is going to be the MVP of the league and deserves it for this season. I just thought that identity-wise, Coach Wanstead pointed it out, I thought they would run it more in certain situations and maybe get to those fourth downs that they're used to going for and getting. Um, 
you know, they got it early. You remember early, great play, and Lamar, Lamar Jackson yep. almost broke it for a touchdown. Yep. So those are the things you're looking at, but then when we're going third and one, not yeah, you get the idea. It just seemed that way, and I'm not pointing fingers. It just seemed like they got out of sync a little bit, and that wasn't the Baltimore Ravens team we saw throughout the season, especially down the stretch with the big winning streak. Uh, go watch uh, the video that he and uh, Coach Dave Wanstead did right now at the 33rd team. We'll link it up on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio, as well. Uh, what do the next couple of months look like for you, Charles Davis? Are, we, are you and I talking draft here coming up soon? Yeah. yeah, we'll be doing that. I'm heading to the Senior Bowl in a few hours in Mobile. be there this week, and then I'll be at the Super Bowl next week working for CBS and doing some of their uh, doing their pregame coverage and then pregame show with, with, with my partner, Ian Eagle, and he and I are doing the World Feed call of the oh, Super nice. Bowl. Oh. It, it goes to you now, too. So anyone who has people in other countries, it'll be us. So we're pretty excited about that. And then, of course, it'll just be draft, 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 draft from then on out. You know, you guys know how much I love your booth. It's my favorite booth in all of football. So we that appreciate would be cool. you. Charles Davis, always appreciate you, man. Uh, d- difficult yeah, day in Baltimore. appreciate you well. Thanks for tough trying to one, help us make sense. One because yeah. cause that, was, that, that was the best team in the league. You know, yeah. and, and you always hate when they walk away and they don't fulfill it. They will be back because that's part of the Ravens' DNA as well. You never see the Ravens just walk away and, and collapse, and, 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 and next year they're like three. No, that's not who they are. They'll be back knocking on the door again next year, and one of these years they're going to get through it. That's Charles Davis, of course, uh, from uh, CBS and the 33rd team. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm getting all of it today, right? Like we're going, it's all of the stages of grief. In fairness, it took me slightly longer than I expected for me to get my first, you know, fire Harbaugh, hire Belichick uh, message that I, that, that took me a little bit longer than I expected. Stop. It sucks to lose. We all know it sucks to lose. Stop it. We all know it sucks to lose. We all understand that. It's no fun. Again, I've not, blame John Harbaugh, say you needed to step in yesterday. You needed to to put your foot down and say, not okay, hand the ball off to a running back. Let's do all of those things. But this thing where we just we just want to fire the coach. We just want to try it out. Do you think the message – did you watch this team all season? The message got stale. You, you, it's confirmation. But you want it to be about I, – I, our friend Stan the Fan wrote a column today. I know Stan's been like anti – and he didn't say in his comp fire Harbaugh. He's just, it's about it being dismal. None of you were saying these things a week ago. You're one football game. And I get it. It sucks, man. I'm there with you. But we got to have some attachment to reality. Some. They lost an AFC championship game by one score to the team that wins the majority of the AFC championship games. We're just playing fantasy land now. I want it to be this, so I want to say this. Stop. Stop. Get a hold of yourself. I wanted it to be a celebratory beer, but I will tell you that Goose Flights Lager also works as a drinking your feelings beer. And it is available in lots of locations. It's available, of course, at Guilford Hall Brewery, as well as at Costa Sin and Dundalk in both cans and six-packs. 
Cans available at your neighborhood at Glory Days Grill as well. Also available at Alonzo's in Roland Park. And now available in six-packs and cases at the Wine Source in Hamden. Goose Flights Lager, uh, celebrating the legacy of Tony Saragusa in partnership with his family. And the Goose Flights Foundation, 198 from every can sold, goes to the Goose Flights Foundation and their work to provide non-emergency medical transport to those that are in need. Pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights is the website to find out more about where you can get your hands on a Goose Flights lager. This man, of course, was on the sideline yesterday for CBS, um, and I, I believe he'll be working the Super Bowl, of course. He is our friend, Baltimore's own, Mr. Evan Washburn, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Evan, it's Glenn. It's always good to chat, brother. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, man. Good to be with you, Glenn. Hope all is well. Yeah, well, you know, other than the result of the football game. <laughs> Everything is yeah, good. Uh, sort, sort of a yeah. loaded, loaded <laughs> toss there. How, how, how's everyone doing here? You, you, got, you got your finger on the pulse this morning. I've just been enjoying uh, some, some freedom here as, uh, after a long week. Yeah, it's not going well. And, Evan, like, you know, I, I, I think the reaction is it's fair to say, and Marlon Humphrey tweeted about it this morning, this looked – like the team, this look that they, they were the best team in football season, and I think that's the disappointing part. And I, I kind of wanted to get your your reaction to what you saw because I, I, it didn't seem like they went down swinging yesterday. Like they didn't go down playing their best game. It felt like they went down as a different version of themselves. It felt like they went down panicked. Like, can you describe what you saw from the sideline? Because I, I, some of it, obviously, you give credit to the Chiefs for, but this just looked like a completely different group yesterday. I would agree. Uh, but I would only say the offense. I thought the defense played their hearts out. I think the defense did everything they needed to do for the Ravens to win that game. Yeah, it was a little slow start, but that happens when you're playing Mahomes in Kansas City. There's an adjustment period. Glenn, I'll say this. I noticed something was off in the first snap of the game. It's yeah. it just... It was a group playing at a different speed than they've played all season. It was, whether you want to call it gripping the golf club too tight, trying, you know, guiding things, trying not to make a mistake. It just, outside of obviously the big play to Zay that was the touchdown and then a few plays, once there was that sort of sense of desperation, it just felt like th- there was a tenseness that we haven't seen from this offense really much of this season. And it's a healthy reminder to us that discuss this every day and try to act like we know what we're talking about to fans that live and die by every snap that these guys, while they look superhuman are absolute human beings. And at times the moment can affect you and, and you, they all suffer from the same anxieties and stresses that we do. And they're just unfortunately on a massive stage. And I think that's what we saw um, in, in, in pockets, of that game yesterday from that Ravens offense. You know, it's it's funny, Evan, because, like, it, it felt, and, and I can't even, you have to beat up Zay Flowers because you have to beat up Zay Flowers, but you get it, right? In that moment, not the taunting, but the stretch, like, it just felt like so many guys are saying, I need this scoreboard to change, and I need it to change right now. Like, we, we, we've, it's got to look different. we got to get a different vibe and a different feel, and it just sort of seemed to infect, like, everyone on that side of the field that led to bad decisions, mistakes, and, and the amount of panic. 
Look, I think Zay Flowers is the best player on that field offensively for Baltimore. That yeah, you you stretch it a little bit. That's trying to make a play. That that punch out from Sneed's elite. Yeah, it's a hell I mean, of a that, play. That's right. Marlon Humphrey, Peanut Tillman stuff. Yep. So look, the taunting thing, you get a little over your skis emotionally there, um, and then you know, kind of losing it on the sideline. Whatever. I it, again, it, it, there's I know it, it's part of the deal. Like the blame's got to go around. If Zay doesn't bring the juice that he had, he was the only one playing it. From what I could tell, sideline-wise, at their week one through divisional round speed for most of that game. I mean, he had he was all gas, no breaks, and obviously it got him in trouble a couple times. But if, hey, if he didn't show up, it would have been ugly. Evan, did you hear anybody on the sideline like asking why aren't we running the ball? Like, it was was it? Did you notice that being as puzzling to them as it was to the rest of us that were watching the game? No, and, and it's, a, it's a good question. It's a good opportunity to give folks a window. We hear things on the sideline, but there's never that, that situation where Lamar's going up to, a, you know, our quarterback, I should say. Or it, no one's going like, hey, why aren't we doing this? Yeah. Like the stuff you hear on the sideline is, is hey, you know, it's often largely positive. Right. And then there'll be those moments where a coach or a, a leader on the team will bring everybody together and give them a, you know, a Tom Brady earful of a lot of expletives and let's get our bleep together, that sort of stuff. But there's not often like real, like loud schematic discussions on the sideline. Yeah, I think that's, I, I, it's fair. And I'm glad that you gave us that context for it. I, I just, I think man. that's happening on the headsets, to be honest with you. That's like, a great that's, point, that's right? Coaches, or on the phone. Yeah, right. That's like, coaches talking or yeah. Lamar's talking to Todd upstairs or, you know, like that, that stuff, again, he, in these moments of of intensity, the good teams, which Baltimore, despite what happened yesterday, is yep. still a really good team. Yep. Like, there's poise. You have to be poised. Um, Evan Washburn is with us here on GCR after he worked the AFC Championship game yesterday for CBS. Evan, I, I feel like um, this, again, we go back to, like, everybody wants to blame something. I think the difficult part about all of this is there isn't a strong the, the opinion about the game yesterday is separated right because I, I will question a lot of things about the game yesterday but the truth is this is a good football team this is a football team that has its core largely coming back a year from now like there's no reason to think i i just don't know that there's an appropriate overreaction to have about any of this it stinks to lose an afc championship game it stinks to only score 10 points but, like, I don't know of any reason to think that the Ravens aren't still going to be one of the best teams in football a year from now. I would agree with that. My overreaction, Glenn, and I know we're in Baltimore and this is a Baltimore-centric discussion, my overreaction is that Patrick Mahomes is very much in, in line to surpass Brady as the greatest of all time. And I think he, he gets the Super Bowl. He is, he, the, the pacing and the timing works yeah. out well, and it's, it's just wild to think that Tom – is only going to be able to hold on to the, the GOAT label, it would appear, for, I don't know, maybe five or seven or ten more years. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it, took, it took however long pre-Brady for someone to have it, um, whether you were a Montana guy or you went Jerry Rice, whatever it might be. But Mahomes, is, he, he's, he's locked up, man. He, he's on his way. This, this is wild. That's, to me, the overreaction that you can comfortably, or at least I can comfortably – with a, a opinion that I value, my own, say that P Patrick Mahomes is is very much outside of a catastrophic injury or something imploding in Kansas City, 
on his way to, to moving past Brady over the course of his career. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Evan, because obviously, yes, 1,000%, right? Like, and, and we all saw the talent from the get-go, and I, I think it's a step beyond that because it's not even like Patrick Mahomes was necessarily dominant yesterday. To your point, the Ravens ultimately did a pretty good job against him, but even when... He controlled that game. Right, He had right. that game. He played that game on a string. Here was... He was in complete command of what was happening, despite how well Baltimore played defensively. He knew the situations. It, it was a master class. This whole season's been a master class for Mahomes on you got dealt a pretty unfortunate hand with the pieces around you. What are you going to do with it? And he's taking it to Vegas. And, well, and obviously it's, it's changed dramatically because early on in the year they were turning the ball over, and then that just stopped, right? Like they just stopped turning the ball over, and I think that – to me, is almost like the lesson. I, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson was terrible yesterday. He's going to get beat up, and that's the way it goes. He's making $50 million a year. He's going to be okay. Um, but I don't think he was terrible yesterday. I think he made the critical mistake that Patrick Mahomes just didn't make, and I think that's the biggest lesson of like what it takes to win at this level. Sometimes you might have to outduel a guy, but sometimes it simply comes down to not making the dreadful mistake, and that was the thing that jumped out at me about Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Even when he wasn't brilliant, he just kept the game, to your point that he controlled it, he kept the game to himself, and Lamar Jackson wasn't able to do that for 60 minutes yesterday. I always use the term, can you play the game on your terms? And so much of this season, or really the last few years, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the numbers of just how they've never really trailed the last couple seasons with Lamar under center, where they've played the game on their terms. But yesterday, the terms were dictated pretty early on that Kansas City was in control, and their ability to flip that just was something they couldn't overcome. Yep, that's the reality, and now here they are sitting at home, and that's the way that it goes. I, 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 I come back to one more just related to the Ravens, Evan. Is I'll stay on the Lamar thing. I, mm-hmm. I, you have been around this young man a lot, right, over the years. I, as disappointing as it is, I still come back to everything we know about this cat. Like, he'll wear it. He's That's just who he is. He'll... He'll go back and he'll bust his ass even harder and won't throw anybody else under the bus and will say, I got to be better. I, I, I just I can only beat this kid up so much because everything about him is exactly what you want in a quarterback aside from having won the biggest games in the playoffs so far. I'm confident in thinking that Lamar Jackson's going to win a Super Bowl. I hope it's in Baltimore for all the obvious reasons. He's in, under contract for a number of years, so that, that would seem reasonable. He's going to win a Super Bowl because of the way he's, he's built and the way that he's not only physically gifted, but the way he's mentally uh, sort of structured, and he's improving. He's getting better, and you don't see that with, with all pros, whether it be at the quarterback position or other positions. A lot of guys come in, they have a sort of a rocket ship moment, and then they plateau. Lamar's gotten consistently better. There's still room to improve. I think he wears experiences in a good way. I think this year was transcendent for him, not just financially, but in his ability to be confident in the way he wants to play the position. And we saw that for, again, whatever it was, 18, 19 weeks. And he ran into uh, a better team yesterday. I still think Baltimore is a better team overall yep. in Kansas City. But, again, if you're, if you're a fan at home, you know, it, it's un- understandable to be upset, mad, frustrated. You can beat up on whoever you choose. That's kind of the way this, this 
whole operation works, but you should be thrilled that you have him as quarterback because I do think he's going to win a Super Bowl some at some point. All right, before I let you go, you know that everybody in Baltimore is saying, I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl now. I, I don't even care. So sell us <laughs> on why we should still care and be invested two weeks from now. Because, again, I'll say there are two sides of it. The, one, it's, it should be an awesome game. Stylistically, you got Spags and that defense that frustrated Lamar for four quarters going up against uh, a machine in, in the Chiefs, or excuse me, the 49ers and what Shanahan does. Um, and then it's, it's the Mahomes factor. You want to feel like you've, and again, I know he just came into your town and, and, and beat your team, but you're, you're witnessing greatness. And as a sports fan, you should root for that. Uh, yeah, I think that one's going to fall yeah. flat. Here. I mean, some people, are, I, all I hear about is Taylor Swift, so maybe oh, that'll pull God. in viewers. But, uh, oh, for God's sakes. All right, Evan Washburn, uh, you're, you are you are working the Super Bowl, correct? Uh, I will be there. Yeah, I'll be on the, the Niners sideline. Um, it's going to be a show, man. Vegas, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how they, uh, how they pull this one together. At Evan Washburn on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, always appreciate you, man. Thanks for hopping on with us for a few minutes. Let's talk again real soon, all right? Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, buddy. Evan Washburn with us here on GCR. <sighs> I, 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 don't, I don't have the stomach that I don't – what? You okay? Um, yeah, yeah, no. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like I hadn't hated the Chiefs, I think, until now. Like, I, don't, now I still don't hate the Chiefs. No, I do. I, I do. They're Tom yeah. Brady and the Patriots now, and I hate them. I, that's a different – okay, let's, 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 let's have this conversation. Travis right? Kelsey pissed me off yesterday. What, because of the Justin Tucker thing or just because well, of his Well, yeah, yeah, starting antics. with that. And then, yeah, I mean, every little scuffle started with him. And, yeah, that part is true. I you know, agree with that. My fa- I, and as a fan, you know, I, I – I, I, I'm in a weird place. fired up about I'm it. I'm in a weird place with the Chiefs. I'm sick of it. That, that's where it's – like that's where I'm just I'm not interested in them any longer. It's not new, it's not interesting, it's not it's the same old thing. Is it hate? Yeah, I'm not I don't know. I don't think I'm there. I get it. The Kelsey stuff was way over the top and, you know, Patrick Mahomes family has always been annoying and like <laughs> Maybe it's just that I don't have hate in my heart the way that I want. Like I hate Duke. I hate the Steelers. That's what I hate. It's everything else is sort of a different like, you conversation. Hate the Patriots for twenty years. I, I don't like them. I think I allowed myself to play into like the they're cheating thing, and so that maybe kind of created some an amount of hate for me. But it's not the same. I hated the Colts because I felt like I hated them on behalf of my father. Right? Like I I hate and I still hate that they so shamelessly shove it in their faces that they stole the the history and the records. Like, I still hate that. That's more personal. I don't know that it's personal with the Chiefs. They won. Like, I mean, it's it's what it is. I'm not... I'm certainly not going to root for them. Like, that won't happen. But I'm not really going to root for the 49ers either. It'll be more like, uh, yeah, I'd prefer if the 49ers won just so the Chiefs don't. But, like... I'm not going to feel good about it at the end. I'm not going to be like, yeah. yeah. It'll just be a game that occurred. I, I'm i more still indifferent than I am anything else. I, John from Little Rock said this to me. I, I, I Boy, the, I don't. These takes. said yesterday felt a lot like 2006. And I'm surprised because that's what I would expect to hear from someone. Like I would expect today for a young person to say, well, that's got to be the most devastating loss in Ravens history. Because I get it. Like, um, it does, 2006 doesn't mean anything to you. Right, right. 
I mean, and like it could, and frankly, like it shouldn't really mean the same thing to me. Two thousand six was really, and that's why it's surprising because John's John's old enough to know, right? Like two thousand six, there will will never in our, there will never I, they could lose the way the Falcons lost the Super Bowl, and it wouldn't mean what two thousand six did. Two thousand six was so much more than a football game. It was the soul of the city. It was the moment. They weren't trying to win a football game. They were trying to overcome 25 years of despair. Which, again, shouldn't have mattered the same way because the Ravens by that point had already won a Super Bowl. But that was all still real. A lot of these guys were still alive and watched this get ripped away from them. 2006 was this is the moment to give the middle finger back to those people. This team was better than 2006. So if you want to say it, the comparison would be this team had more of a right to win a Super Bowl than the 2006 team did. And if the 2006 team had lost to the Patriots or the Steelers, it wouldn't be the same. But nothing will compare to the despair of that day ever. This, you could say, is, from a football standpoint, more disappointing because this is a better team. And unquestionably, it was a better team. This was the best team in Ravens history. Until yesterday. So they don't get to be remembered that way because... At best, third best. It's the reality. Like, that's just the way that it works. Like, the reality is, we measure you by what your accomplishments were. But this team was better than those teams. Their defense wasn't as good as 2000, but no one ever will be. But the defense was damn good, and the offense was light years better than 2000. You know, the the, the hilarious part being the 12 team was largely mid. <laughs> It was kind of a mid-football team. This team was better than both of those teams. But they didn't win the Super Bowl. And I think that's the part that we always, like, we lose context of. We talk about these things. We act like it's easy to do this because the, maybe because the Chiefs are doing it so frequently. The nature of a one-game elimination tournament is remarkable. The Indianapolis Colts won one with Peyton Manning. They won one the entire time they had Peyton Manning as their quarterback. One. Jim Kelly never got one. Dan Marino never got one. Josh Allen hasn't been there yet. Lamar Jackson hasn't been there yet. Joe Burrow hasn't won one yet. It's extraordinarily difficult. It doesn't forgive. Like that when we talk, we all of this is in context. Nothing forgives what happened yesterday. Nothing makes it okay. Nothing says, well, it's it's a bomber, but hey, they were never gonna win anyway, because only one like it's not that. But it's why when we traipse into this fantasy stuff, this, you know, fire harbaugh, because 
My God. Like, it's just, we're, we're, we're so lost. We're, we're so completely lost about the realities of this. Had to be better yesterday. Had to be. Was another co- coach going to have them in this situation? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Bill Belichick? Yeah. Thank you. By the way, I've seen people like, this is Mike McCarthy all over again. you got to learn. Well, how many of these have the Packers won post-Mike McCarthy? Oh, wait. And I, I get it. I, I like the direction of them at the moment. But we're just saying things. I can't get – none of us can guarantee what's going to work to win a Super Bowl. None of us. No one in the AFC has been able to regularly overcome the Chiefs. Should have been able to. It was all there for you. Play your football game yesterday, and you do. But we just we just traipse into fantasy because it's no fun to just say, hey, it sucks that they lost a football game, but it's one football game, and there's going to be another season next year, and we'll see what happens next. Like, it's, it's no fun to say that. We just want to – there's got to be some big over-the-top thing. Got to fire somebody. Got to, no, they lost a football game. It sucks, man. It sucks, and it's shameful, and everybody deserves the lashing for it. Everyone deserves to get beat up over it. But it's a football game, and they're going to go back, and they're going to try again next year, and they're going to have a hell of a core in place. Ron's in Owings Mills this morning. Ron, good morning, buddy. How you doing? Uh, I've been better. Uh, yeah, so it's just, haven't we all? I, I don't really know what to say, but I, I feel like t- talking to other people help, you know? Yep. Um, I just, I can't blame the defense. I'm sorry. I can't do it. 17 points should be good enough at home. Um, in, um, a, in a vacuum, Ron, I agree with you, but it's like what we brought up earlier. It, it might very well be that the game was most in doubt in the f- start of the football game. And the defense got gutted for those drives. And that doesn't mean the rest of the game didn't matter, but that might ultimately be when then they needed to come through and they didn't. And it all mattered. Like I I'm not saying they deserve to be beat up or that they were awful yesterday. Like it's in context, but mm-hmm. I don't think they get to walk away from yesterday and say, Well, it was all on you. We didn't do anything wrong. Like that's, right, that's not right. true. Right. I'm just like when assigning percentages, yeah. I I, I Looking at it in a macro, I get it. It all matters. But I, I just – how about the offense, the opening drive, don't go three and out? How about try to – I mean, like I, that I happens, agree. but like – I agree. I said one of the – I said the two keys before the game were, were two things. I mean, this it's common sense, but like it's just how I feel. Don't turn the football over, and Lamar has not was not doing that leading up to this game, uh, and get off to a good start. And we did neither of those things. Yep. Um, I don't understand. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. I think Todd Munkin had an awesome year. Like, I actually thought he, he, he did a great job calling plays. I don't understand what happened yesterday. From a play-calling perspective, I don't understand what was the – like, what, why, why is Gus Edwards only getting three carries? Why? I, I don't have that answer, man. 
I don't, and I'm we're never gonna have it. And I, I I keep coming back to they panicked. Like they it it was an utter panic and it went across the board. Everyone seemed to panic. And I I'll never get it. I will never understand that. I I'll there is no I mean, there's no explanation. So like it's obviously it's harder to come back when you're trailing like any for any quarterback. So like it's obviously harder when your offense is down. I just don't understand. Like, there's a difference between being down like seventeen nothing, fourteen. Like it's seven nothing, Glenn. Correct. Yes. It's seven nothing. Like, like that's nothing in the NFL. Like, even with everything that happened, let's let's even like with, with the with the flawed play calling, the flawed approach. Even with everything that happened, if Zay Flowers doesn't fumble that football, we're talking about a completely different game. Completely different. Like, like, but like, what's unbelievable to me is, I don't know. I have to look at Gus Edwards' whole history this whole year. I would venture to say I haven't looked at it, Glenn. I would, I would think he got at least ten carries per game a whole year. I could be wrong, I'll but back. I'll go back and try to pull it up. I don't understand the panicking thing. Like, it, it was it was Todd Munkin just saying Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time. I'm going to completely change the script. We haven't. To be fair, they haven't been down a lot this year. They, I think, were they down in the Rams game? They were down, but they were never down by two scores in any game other than they were the, never down. Yeah, other than yeah. the Steelers game, which they didn't care about. Right. So I didn't. To be fair, I don't think I've ever seen Todd Munkin calling plays in that situation much this year. But I don't understand the like, and it's also like another thing with Lamar. I didn't understand why were we not doing the quick game like. I know some balls got batted down, but I thought they were trying to play play home run ball, not use the middle of the field. Where was Isaiah Likely yesterday? Why not get the ball out of hand? Like some of it was Lamar holding on the ball too long, some of it was the offensive line. But I just didn't I think the play calling was really bad yesterday. We agree. We agree, Ron. It was it was panicked. It was not it was disappointing because I genuinely believe that the difference between this team and the twenty nineteen team was that this team would if they found themselves in these situations would not panic they had other paths to victory and they would be able to handle themselves and they didn't they they fell into this spot and they panicked this this looked like a team we've talked a lot about bully ball over the years this looked like a team that the moment they weren't the bullies they had no idea what they could possibly do and that i i'm i'm flummoxed by i'm flummoxed by them ending up in that spot and everybody deserves everyone deserves everyone's got to wear it all of the players have to wear it todd munkin's got to wear it john harbaugh has to wear it every single one of them has to wear it i'll say that like i even tweeted this i actually i don't blame john harbaugh for this loss i actually look i'm trying to be objective and very weird very weird from you no, Glenn, I don't. I, I don't. Like, I, look, there's been times where I've blamed John Harbaugh for playoff losses because of certain things he did. He defers to his coordinators. That's that. Like, yep. John, the way John Harbaugh selects his staff, he's deferring to his coordinator. He's never going to step in and say, "Hey, Todd, we're not, we're not running the ball." I've accepted that, Glenn. I'm not blaming John Harbaugh for this loss. This was a players and a and to me an offensive coordinator issue. The players didn't get it done. I, one thing on is Mike McDonald definitely going to leave? Is he definitely going to leave, Glenn? It's not definite, but there are two teams that are waiting to hire a head coach, and only one of them can get Ben Johnson. So, you know, uh, like it. We'll see. Well, well it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't. I don't feel good about it at the moment. At the moment, it feels like the right. odds would would put that at less than fifty fifty that he's back next year. But 
and I'll leave you with this because uh, I appreciate the time and good coverage all year. It it sucks. It, like this was to me. This I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of these people, Glenn, that say Lamar Jackson's never going to get to this point. He's still got time. But like I. You had a golden opportunity. I'm not going to revisit the whole thing. I just wanted to say one thing. I thought Lamar got better this year. And, and like, it wasn't even in the numbers. I thought he did a lot of really good things. He was the MVP of the league. I just, I hate it for him because, Glenn, the whole offseason, whether it's fair or not, you know what the talk's going to be. He didn't play well, but it, I just thought the philosophy on offense was completely broken. Yeah. That's all I got. I got well, nothing else, and I, I appreciate you talk, taking yeah. my call. Appreciate you, pal. Appreciate right, it. Stan the Fan uh, is going to be back in action later on today. Stan, Ross, and Luke talking Orioles, trying to start thinking about pitchers and catchers reporting. They're going to get together at 5 o'clock today, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. If you miss it live, you'll be able to watch it a little bit later on, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. We'll uh, give Jeremy Kahn his chance to, to talk it out with us. Plus, still to come, pats on the ass. And, unfortunately, the helmet. Yeah, sorry, that's exactly what I meant. Well, I, I, I got to give myself a slap to the helmet because we also have to crown a champion in our picks league. Oh. We'll deal with that. It's all on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Jeremy Kahn. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks with locations in Canton and in Towson and enjoy the best in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities, bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of special Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. 
Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Whether you're a Ravens fan or rooting for one of those other guys, Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? You know, it's funny. We were talking about the uh, offsides thing earlier. I didn't even think about it, but I was also reminded by Ron that like Kansas City could have declined the offsides. So that's why you have to commit. You actually have to have Roquan Smith commit. If, so even if like they had tried something else and Kansas City declines it, then you got to tell them you got to do something that can't be declined. You got to go out and get a personal foul instead. So, good point. I hadn't even thought about it from yeah, that yeah. standpoint. I don't even know if that was in the calculus or if they were just don't try to don't try to make it seem like it was obvious. So Kansas City doesn't decline it, right? Like make it look like you really were jumping off sides. I've talked about this a million times before. Like there is so much that goes into decisions like that. Like, we want you to think that we're doing something. We don't want you to think that this is what... It was the right thing to do in that spot. It was. It was 1,000% the correct thing to do in that spot. But one of the few times where the Ravens did the right thing to do in that spot yesterday. Well, defensively, I mean, in the second half. Yeah, in the second half, correct. In the second half, defensively, they did a lot of good things. All right, we continue along on a Monday, miserable Monday edition of the program. Joining us now, as he does every Monday... And we're not going to talk about it, but this man nearly involuntary manslaughtered my wife on Friday night. That's a thing that happened. He is our buddy Jeremy Kahn, Big Bad Morning Show 105.7 The Fan, ConcreteLocks.com, and ambassador for the Green Turtle. What's going on, brother? How are you? How did I almost involuntarily kill I your wife? I don't know that I want to talk about it. I don't know that I want to have the conversation out loud. You offered oh, really? A, you offered a lovely gift on Friday night, which I appreciated, uh-huh. and Mrs. Clark appreciated even more than I did. We we shared your lovely gift, and I would say it impacted one of us more than it impacted the other one. Does that make sense? Oh, now I, I, I yeah. forgot about that. I'm so, oh my No, goodness. no, 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 yes. not on you. Not on you at all. But it was a... Because I was like, did I almost drive over in the parking nope, lot? Or nope, like, that wasn't it. <laughs> that wasn't it. No, you you were All very... Right. It was thoughtful. You were... Uh, you. I could not uh, go on about how thoughtful you were, but it, it she ended up... Was she cursing me or... What's, what's that? Was she cursing me or was she blaming herself? Oh, no, no, no. She, she knows this one's on her. She knows this oh, one's okay. on her. Although she did say out loud, and people can uh, do their own math, she did say, did I see Jeremy take two of those... No, you saw me take four of those. Ah! So I think what she witnessed dissociated her from, like, the reality of the situation. I was like, well, if he can do that, then Now I'm ashamed that I missed the downfall there. That's always fun to watch. Jeremy. Oh, my 
God. It was By the way, this is so much spiraled. better than talking about the Ravens. hundred percent. It spiraled. It was lovely. Uh, Jeremy and I were together um, with uh, some of the people that love Mo Gabba the most on Friday night, which was really very nice. And um, yeah, hopefully there'll be uh, some more steps uh, for some other things that we can do to uh, to lift up and, and celebrate the memory and the legacy of Mo Gabba that we'll be getting to this year. So I hope that's the case. And we'll talk about that then. But, uh, yeah, the night took a turn. The night took a turn for the Clark family. Mm. Ah, did it ever. Did it ever. <laughs> I would really like one day to be able to present it as a stage show. Like, I would really like to present what my Friday night ended up looking like as a stage show, yeah. show one day. <laughs> you know what the weird thing is? I'm, I'm more of a, a happy drunk than yeah. going the other way. Like, yeah. I'm kind of, I like, set, like, I do have my moments, and it all depends, because what you have to understand about me, though, too, is I take a lot of nighttime stuff. So usually that's what I have instead of the other kind where you get the giggles. But yep. Um, anyway. Yep. There were a lot of giggles. There was like, I would yeah. say she wasn't angry at any point. It was just, <laughs> it was a show. The downfall of Mrs. Clark. I have, yeah. Like what I watched was unlike much. And I've seen a lot of things, especially from her over the years. This one was different. All right. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the football game. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, in a way, I'm already talked out, right? Like, in a way, I've already been through it all. I, I don't. There's not a whole lot more to say. It's truly stunning that this got away from them the way that they did. It's truly stunning how much they panicked. I really thought that was something that was different about this year's team that wouldn't be the case again. I don't think there's a bigger takeaway to have. I think that next year they're going to come back with the same core. Hopefully, Mike McDonald, although we'll find that out this week. And I think there's every reason to think they're going to be back in the same position, but they're going to have to, like, a, a team that was never trailing by two scores this season in a game that mattered proved that they weren't ready for that. They they vomited all over themselves in that moment. Yeah, if, if I were to ask you who gets the lion's share of the blame, if you could lay it at someone's feet, or what gets the lion's share of the blame, is there yeah. one thing for you? Because for me it's just as, it's as simple as the turnovers because I think that's the difference in the game. Um, but there were a lot of other things I and mean, we could talk about penalties, uh, but I thought they were bad on both sides. Um, and some of them, I didn't think were penalties. I mean, I just think that it's kind of like a 50, 50 play. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's just, it was just a really weird game, man. Where like, I, I woke up this morning. I'm like, damn, they did lose that game. I still right. can't believe it. Like, That's why I keep done. coming back. The word that I keep coming back to is panic. Cause to me, it kind of covers all of it. Like it's, I, I, I don't know that the, tur- the turnovers stink, but I, I get it. I get what Zay Flowers was feeling as he was diving for the end zone, right? Uh, like I got no issues with Zay. Like that's a it's an effort play. To me, that's two guys it's the same thing when you talk about the touchdown that, that uh Travis Kelty caught. Like I thought Kyle Kyle Hamilton was in great position. It's a back shoulder throw, which anybody that's played the game knows if that's thrown perfectly, it's indefensible. It just really is if you run the route right. So um and it's the timing of turning, and you've got the best tight end, arguably, in the history of the game. So, yeah, he was 11 for 11 on receptions of his targets. And then you look at some of the other things, like they could have called a safety in the end zone for just till tripping as a defender, as Chris Jones was locked up with an interior line. Yep, that's a good point. That could have been a safety. Yep. You know, they, I don't think that first holding call and the back-to-back holding calls when uh, before they, what, um, they got the penalties that took him out of field goal range, I believe. I didn't think the first one was a hold. So – 
I don't know. It's just a weird game, man, and it sucks that there's only one of them. We all know what the rules are, but I, I still feel like the Ravens were the best team in football, and they're not going to go home with the hardware. That's the difficult part about it, right? Like that's the worst part. Yeah. And they and they went down not their best, right? Like they lose thirty six to thirty five. I think there's some piece of like, man, that you know, they went down swinging. They didn't go down swinging. They went almost down the opposite. They kind of went down sad. Like they just. But the panic part is the part that I can't get away from. Like the the play calling, I will never be able to make heads and tails of the running backs having six carries during the course of the game. I meant to send it out last night, but I feel like the Isaiah Thomas clip from the last dance for Gus Edwards. Like Gus Edwards, all he yeah. ever does is play good football, do exactly what you expect from him, and yet you come away from this they, they, with your season on the line, and you walk away and you say that guy had three carries. Like I. I'll yep. never I will never be able to make heads and tails of that. And like I you know, I one of the things I appreciate about John Harbaugh is that he doesn't try to interfere with his coordinators, right? I do I don't think we actually want that. But yesterday, I do think that John Harbaugh with the season on the line at some point's got to say like what are we doing? Like what what is going on? Well, What's happening? I still don't understand the first two like well, I think Mike McDonald's a genius and I said that before and I've made the statement, which I don't know that how many people would agree with it, but like, I'd be willing to give that guy whatever it costs to keep him here. If I'm Washington, I don't let him leave the building if he comes in for an interview. Yeah. I think he's the best candidate out there, age and everything considered. And that's with Mike Vrabel, uh, Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll uh, still on, still on, um, you know, still out there available to get a uh, a job. So I just I think world of them. I just don't know why they were man to man for those first two series against Mahomes when he just eats man alive. I mean, he just does. So, like, there were a couple things that kind of like, I questioned. And then once they fixed it, you saw what they did. They just dominated the game utterly, you know. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, it's, one of these, it's one of these games where I was, I was happy when my show was over. I was pissed off when Griffin texted me the reminder that I was joining you to <laughs> yeah, talk more this. about this. Yeah, right. uh, but, right. but, but, no, the thing that makes me angry is, you know what, I like, the next four weeks until we get to – or it's not even four weeks – pitchers and catchers report on February on Valentine's day. Um, I'm sorry, Valentine's day. And, and like, you know, when you look at it, we're going to have the same, it's going to be the same shows every day. And I know some people love this, but I hate answering the same questions over and over again. You know, like, I mean, like everybody the, has their difference of opinion on what happened. If you want to fire John Harbaugh, you know, yell into the void. Right. Like, and, I, and I'm not even like, yeah. I, I, John Harbaugh to me deserves some blame for what happened yesterday. But this thing that yep. we just, we, we just, it's so boring. It's so boring that this is what a, a team loses a game and you got to fire somebody. Like it's just yeah, it's, it's got to be somebody's fault. That's why I asked who who deserves the line yeah. share of the blame because ultimately I feel like you could line up about fifteen different people, maybe even more than that, and say, yeah, it's your fault. And by the way, I didn't even get to the refs because I'm not blaming the refs for right. this game at all. Right. You know, like I think there were bad calls, but again, I like it, that's not the sole reason you shot yourself in the foot many many times. Yeah, it's what it is. Um, I, I, we, God, I'm in this such a weird place with it too because I, I don't, I don't like trying to get everybody to say, "Hey, they'll be right back next year." Because I don't know that, right? But like the reality for me Not is, true, yeah. I, I'm, I am less panicked about it. It doesn't feel like this was now or never for this team. It did feel like it all lined up as good as maybe it ever had. I, like to me, the comparison was 2011. I, ironically, both this year and in 2011, they didn't win the Super Bowl, and those are the two years where I felt everything lined up for this team the most. Um, but I do, I, like, I in my heart of hearts, I think the majority of the nucleus is going to be back next year. To your point, we'll see about Mike McDonald. I, I, I do feel strongly about Mike McDonald. I, I don't 
think like right now I feel less than 50 that he's back. Um, I don't know. I just I don't think there's nothing about this team, this core that says to me, well, they're in trouble moving forward or there's any reason why they won't be one of the best teams in the AFC and kind of right back in the mix a year from now. Yeah, you know what I hate about like days like today, and I even it even started for me yesterday where I've got one buddy who hates Lamar, and then of course I had like forty text messages from him telling me why he's yeah, so terrible. Right. And I'm not even the diehard fan that that most people are around here. Like I love football, I love watching it, I love breaking it down and talking about it. Um, there's nothing quite like it. But that being said, you know we we everybody wants to blame somebody or do this or do that. And this is and and like what you're saying, it's not for people that are saying, well, they've got a chance to be right back there. Of course they do. But Cincinnati was saying that when Joe Burrow went course, to the Super Bowl and like it was going to yeah. be, and, yeah. And Miami so said you, it for you years. Just don't know. Right? <sighs> great. Uh, and how different great. does this team look next year? Because you got a lot of hard decisions to make. Yeah, like, I, what do you like, say about Marlon Humphrey? What do you say about Ronnie Stanley and and the guys that you you, you want to sign too to to extension? So I think that okay, that's an interesting conversation to have because I like the first thing is Patrick Queen and Justin Matabike, right? And I think that we've all made peace with the idea that Queen's probably going to end up being gone because you're probably going to be forced to use the franchise tag on Matabike. Like, and and yep. if I just, I'd be stunned if one of them signed long term before you you get to free agency. So with that being the case, I've kind of made peace with Matabike gets tagged, Queen, you know, ends up walking. Is there some world where, in their mind, they're never going to pay the amount of money that it's going to take to get Justin Matabike? That they just sort of say, look, we know what that price tag is. We think he's a hell of a player, but we don't really think he's Aaron Donald. So if that's the money that he's looking for, like we're just not going to end up paying that, and we don't want to drag this thing another out another year. We'd rather pay a different number. Keep pa- I, I, There could be a lot of things that could play out, but like it feels like it starts that way. Your point is interesting which is uh, the veterans that do have big numbers on this team, do they look and say, we think we can do better and move on? I don't, I, I've thought that a lot about Ronnie Stanley, but I, I am nervous mm-hmm. in both instances. I'm nervous about a team. We can talk about the depth of this secondary all year long, but I'm still nervous about the idea that Brandon Stevens is your top corner going into next year. And I get it. The idea would be that you do that to try to get somebody better, but I mean, come on, let's be fair. I'd be. I think Patrick McCarry has done yeoman's work when he's been called upon. But are you super comfortable with the idea of Patrick McCarry being your permanent left tackle moving? You can only address one of these things yeah. via the 30th pick in the draft, and even that, it's a stretch to assume that that guy's going to be a high-level player on day one. I am not as inclined. As much as I would say maybe the salary doesn't meet the performance. For at least one more year, I think I'd be inclined to probably try to stick it out as much as possible in those two spots. Yeah, I agree. And, and the other part that we didn't even bring up is there's only one. There's only a guarantee that one of those offensive linemen are coming back, and that's Tyler Lindebaum. Right. I mean, the rest of the guys, like whether it's contract or possible cap casualty, like there's there's a lot of changes that are going to happen. We didn't bring up Geno Stone, who played quite a bit. You've got Marcus Williams, who's been injured since signing here. I think he's a really good player, but he's been all, often been hurt. Um, I don't know what the dead cap situation is on everybody. That's something we'll all start dying into, and then yep. inevitably we'll all kick Brian McFarland and say, hey, can you tell us what this means or what that well, means? And, and, and Ronnie is the big one, right, because it's a $20 million difference between his cap hit and the, set, yeah. and the dead cap, right? Like that's the one that we've all kind of stared at. You know, Marlon Humphrey is a, a sizable number, but it's still enough dead cap space. It's like $16 bucks in dead cap space that even 
like weighing that against nine million dollars in savings and losing a corner like i you know i i I, I, that ronnie's the one that jumps off the page right like he jumps off the page because of the significant difference because it's only about six million dollars in dead cap space it still feels to me like if you're even going there you're hoping to get a number that works to keep him around and not just having him be gone like i I, man it's it's tough it's tough to, to set yourself up for having that many holes necessarily that's why, um, uh, you know, I, I think that being a GM in the NFL is one of the toughest jobs because, you know, like, in, like if we sit here and talk about other sports and not having as many different positions and all the players that you have, like, you got to go through all this. Like, I don't know how many rosters are this big uh, in other sports, but um, but also, like, all the different positions. And, oh, oh, I didn't realize our, our punter's up. we got to, right. you know, like, right. are, are we paying him? We find right. a new one. You know, like, right. and I'm not saying that's the case with the Ravens, but, like, it's a lot of work, man, and um, we'll see what they lose in the off season if Ortiz or anybody like if there's any movement with front office people, any movement with coaches, which is possible, and then of course it's the player personnel, which always comes back and everybody wants to talk about. So uh, it's going to be an interesting off season, but yeah, I mean this is a super like I said it earlier. I, I feel like you have the best team or you had the best team in football, and you're not going home with the hardware, which you didn't even get there, which really hurts. Yep, you know? no doubt about it. All right, so how do we bet the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's going to be tough, man, because, like, I'm looking at the numbers. Like, I heard it came in at three and was quickly back down to one. I've seen conflicting numbers in different locations. I wonder what it settles on. Um, I'm doing a gambling 101 at the Canton Green Turtle on Thursday if anybody wants to come out. on the It's for the big game. So we'll be talking about uh, props and cross-sport props and what to look at, what you should bet, and basic stuff, too. The vig, the juice is, like, raised on those games, so – um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a lot about that on Thursday, the Canton Green Turtle. But And then you get a free $10 bet if you come down. But, you know, like all those things included, it's the Super Bowl is a really difficult thing to try to bet on because people inherently always want to go with overs and want to bet over totals and bet all the props, but the props are juiced up. Um, and then you have your 50-50 stuff. Like people love betting heads or tails, uh, you yeah. know, the, the color of the Gatorade that gets dumped on them. So, I mean, all that stuff's fun. But you can literally do that on every game now, uh, except for the Gatorade stuff. Yeah, that's uh, I I don't I think I bet the Gatorade one year. I was just like, why not? And then I realized, that, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like what? Yeah, I got what? inside information on the Gatorade one year. Did you really? Yeah, it was wrong. So ah! um, <laughs> it wasn't orange. Oh, I was told man. it was going to be. That's funny. Anyway. That's funny. Yeah. All right, buddy. Um, well, I love you, despite the fact that you almost uh, killed my wife on Friday night. Despite that, I love yeah. you, and uh, we will um. We'll have plenty of things to talk about. We'll talk about all the, the big moves the Orioles made this offseason next week. We can do that, huh? That, that'll be uh, that'll, man. That'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll be fun. Uh, what's the rest of the schedule like for you? I know you mentioned uh, Thursday. Anything else that we can plug for you that you're doing with the Green Turtle? Um, not right now. I mean, I'll be I'll be out at, I think, Canton for the big game. Um, and then uh, I, I think I'll be doing some Pro Bowl stuff this weekend for the festivities, uh, you know, watching some of the just out and about and, if you can bet on it, I'm going to see if they're, they're going to put some Pro Bowl lines up. I might actually bet on some of this stuff. You, you, <laughs> like you, have a pro, you have a problem, sir. You have a problem. All right, at, It's uh, not a problem if you're winning. Right true. now it is a problem, though, because yesterday I took a bath. Well, um, but what's new? at least, yeah, I was going to say, at least you don't also have to learn Irish dance. Like, at least you don't also have to do Wait, that. No, that's, that's still happening. But, yeah. but you know what's funny? Like, college basketball has been phenomenal for me. Yeah. Um, the NBA has been okay. 
this NFL season was n- clearly not my NFL year. It wasn't like all bad, but man, man, was I on the wrong by, side by of the way, games How good? Year. How good was the Lakers Warriors game on Saturday night? Like I. I, I know that like no NBA regular season games ever stand out, but like God damn man, for like a lot of people that probably hadn't been watching the NBA much, that just said, "Well, I'll go ahead and take a look" because it was the first weekend there was no football on Saturday. Put on a show, man. Yeah, what about we were talking about Devin Booker and Luca on Friday night where they that was both fun. got like forty first half points or something or close to it. Yep, and had like ridiculous games, and then now Booker's been on an absolute heater, man, just putting up point after point. Yep, so. and and Bradley Beal's playing sometimes, which is nice. Like it's just what a, it's, it's kind of him to every now and then be like, I'm going to play tonight. Well, thanks, Brad. Yeah, that's, that's awfully nice of you. Thanks a lot, Brad. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll talk next Monday. Love you, pal. At Jaycon Sports, ConcreteLocks.com. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man. I'll see you. Jeremy Kahn with us uh, from 105.7 The Fan of the Big Bad Morning Show. Uh, you want to go ahead and do it? You want to get the uh, – you want to go ahead and dish out some pats on – or sorry, oh, some slaps, slaps to the uh, Slaps to the face, yeah. Slaps to the helmet. We don't slap people in the face. We well, slap maybe the we helmet. should. Well, maybe we should. But slaps to the helmet is what we're doing. Slaps is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Griffin. Uh, yes, that is the place to be. Sports and social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. It features an on-site FanDuel location, and it is your ultimate spot to watch the big game this year on the massive 100-foot media wall that they have. Order up your favorite game day bites, take a sip from our signature crushes, and extensive beer selections all just steps away from the FanDuel Sportsbook. So watch, wager, and win at Sports and Social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Adirondack Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Um, you know the deal. Five Ravens, two must-be offensive players, two must-be defensive players. Even on a day like yesterday, two must-be defensive players. Fifth can be whoever you want, another, special, uh, an, another offensive player, another defensive player, a special teams player, or a coach. Rank them five to one with number one being your anti-man of the minute. God, it's, I just, my spirit, I just don't have it. Like, I've gotten to the two-hour mark, and I'm like, I'm, I'm done with this. We're not talking Ravens tomorrow. Oh, thank goodness. We're doing the lacrosse show tomorrow. We're going to have plenty of time to get back into the Ravens. <laughs> I told you guys this is the way it was going to go last week. We were hoping that we are going to do two shows tomorrow. We would have been happy to do it. Not doing well. Technically, I, well, we're both still doing two shows yeah, tomorrow because right. we're both doing a radio show tomorrow night. So we are still doing two shows tomorrow. If tomorrow you're mad that I'm not talking Ravens, you can go tune in 105.7 The Fan tomorrow night and hear it there. But tomorrow during these hours, we're gonna do the lacrosse preview show because again, the difference about what we do is that we cover Baltimore sports, like we do, not just the thing that's the shiniest you know object at the moment. We cover Baltimore sports. So if it's not for you, I always say this: I understand. I hope you'll join us on Wednesday. Tomorrow night on 105.7 The Fan. But tomorrow morning, we're doing the lacrosse show. And I don't need... I, to me, it times out perfectly. I don't need any more. Not, not a bit, I don't need to rehash the AFC Championship game. By Wednesday, maybe I'm ready to start dealing with, like, let's talk about Ronnie Stanley. By Wednesday, maybe I'm start ready to have those conversations. But not today. I'll pass on that today. Tomorrow. <sighs> Um, I wait. I I really struggled with number five. I think a lot of people struggle with the second defensive player on the list. I think some people struggle with any of the defensive players they put on the list. I 
I considered a few different people. I thought Brandon Stevens struggled a little bit early on. Everyone struggled with Kelsey, so that was yeah, right. Big. Like yeah. I thought that um, you know, a couple people brought up the penalty that Jadavion Clowney took later in the game and put him on the list because of it. I, it, I just. I, he is on my list. He's, by the five. way, he's my number five, but Mine it's not well. really because of the penalty. It's because early in the game, he was going inside and leaving outside available for Patrick Mahomes. He he wasn't keeping contain the way that they needed if he wasn't going to be getting the pressure. He did come up with a big sack right after the penalty, which is right, the ironic yeah, yeah. part, right? Like, after the penalty, he comes up with a huge sack, and, you know, it was one of the bigger plays. And, the you know, ultimately the Ravens didn't allow any points there and got the ball back. And even if they were backed up at their one-yard line, they put a lovely drive together that just <sighs> ended, sadly. But I just think they need a little more from him. And in particular, they needed him to keep contain early, and that was an issue for me. So yeah. he was my number five. And for being one of the you know the veteran guys on the defense, that's why he. I mean, the, the roughing the passer, you know that that knocked him down a lot for me, just because you know that's a play that yeah, I feel like you, you just you just we just can't have that. We can't we can't be making those kind of mistakes, uh, especially late in the game. Even though I guess uh, in the end it didn't necessarily cost them all that much. And you know I was struggling for defensive guys to find. So yeah, yeah. and Clowney. I, I, I would listen. I probably put Arthur Millett on the list. Like I don't know if that's just because he gave up the pass at the end of the game. Like he was the one in coverage. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to ask in a one on one spot. But he had a holding on yeah. what was it the first or second drive? Yeah, I, I think he was great. Right, I, I didn't, but whatever. It was a tough day. Uh, Kyle Van Noy is my number four. You can say anything you want to say about you know Travis Kelsey instigated. You can say everything well, you did. want to say, but you, you can't come in with the, Kyle Van Noy has been in this league for far too long. Once all of that starts. Now, you're under a microscope. Everybody's staring at you. The moment that scuffle starts, the officials are staring at you. And if you come up and bang your helmet into somebody, you're going to get called for a penalty 100 times out of 100. And this who started it stuff is what, that's, that's for my 8-year-old. I get it. Travis Kelsey was an instigator yesterday. In a way, brilliantly. Brilliantly got under the skin of Ravens players and got them to do stupid things. And you can be mad about it. I get it. You can like Travis Kelsey less. That's fine. But it doesn't absolve Kyle Van Noy, man. In this league, way too long, way too long to be taking a penalty like that. Yeah, and that ultimately led to points. Yeah, and that's exactly why he's my number four as well. I mean, yeah, he's the going in, you know, Clowney a veteran as well. Like the he's a guy that's played in these games, in these conference championship games, and and so you know, for him to get called for those kind of penalties, whether you know Travis Kelsey should have been headbutted ten more times later in the game, you, you can't do it right in front of the ref and and you know and cost them points on that drive. Yep, so that's the reality. All right. Um, I'm. I think, you know, it's really interesting because I've seen a few people today completely leave Zay Flowers off the list, and I get it. Right? Like I understand the argument. I'm gonna go ahead and give away that the order for this to me is Lamar three, Zay two. 
And if your order is Lamar 2's A3, I'll understand that. I, I would probably even understand if you had one of them at number one. Um, The difficult spot for me is really looking back on where... By the time the interception was thrown, it really did kind of require trying to make plays. Like the, the time was no longer on their side. The Zay stuff happened at the beginning of the fourth quarter. The game could completely flip if they just score a touchdown there. All of a sudden, all of the momentum swings your way. The defense has been dominant. There's pressure on the Chiefs. Everything feels different. Neither one of them are... Nothing that happened there is okay. Lamar's three, Zay's two. If you want to say it's the other way around, fine. But to me, the order was built around the time when the critical error occurred. And the critical error takes nothing away from the play that Jerry Sneed made. But this is kind of a known thing. You don't extend the ball out at the goal line. You're asking for that. You're asking for it. And it wasn't necessary. I mean, it just wasn't. If it's fourth down, yeah. Even if, really, you could argue if it's third down, like, they had, he already had a first down in his pocket on that play. Go try to bang your way into the end zone, take on contact, and if you get there, you get there. But what you don't do is stretch out the ball. I can't. I can't. I agree he was great yesterday for the most part. For the most part, he was great. But, I mean, I can't ignore it either. I can't ignore how critical those errors proved to be with that much time left in the game and in the best chance. That was the best moment the Ravens had to flip the script on that game. So Zay gets a spot higher than Lamar for me. And it doesn't mean that I'm down on Zay as a whole. I think Zay's a hell of a football player. I think it's pretty clear he's the best receiver the Ravens have ever drafted and developed. I get it's a very low bar still. But in looking at the game, that was the moment. That was the moment where for as bad as everything was, for as awful as it had gone, it all could change right then. And the combination of those two things were just... It's almost too much. Um, Zay was my number three, and maybe it's because of you know the theme that I was saying with Van Noy and Clowney that, that he he is a rookie, so you know like that maybe that we shouldn't factor that in at all. I factored in just a little bit. I, I and Lamar's been in this league for five years, so yeah, I hear the yeah. interception. You know they're making plays, whatever. They were in this game until the two minute warning, until that until they got that first down uh, at the very end there. So so the defense was playing it, lights it, out. It was, they, but it was starting to be desperation time. Yeah, yeah, and like, I mean it felt like it was desperation time. I mean the entirety of the second half. Well. They acted and, like it was. Right. But yes. if they that's, score a touchdown at, with 14, what would have been, 14 um, and change left at that point? If they had scored the touchdown when Zay fumbled. Yeah. Uh, he fumbled. Yeah, it was the first play of, the, of yeah. the fourth quarter. If you score a touchdown there, it everything changes. It's a completely different game at that point. Whereas if you score a touchdown with six minutes left, you still need, you're, you're still, still giving the ball back to desperate. Patrick Mahomes yeah. with a chance that you might never see the ball again. Right, like I, 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 I get it. I understand, and I'm not 
I'm not fighting about it. I just think the moment proved and, to be more significant then. And I think Lamar made more errors than just that intercept. I mean, taking that sack, I keep coming back to that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, pulling him out of field goal range that was late in the third quarter, and uh, and and I felt like he, I, fe- I mean, he as maybe it's because Romo kept saying it, but he did look uncomfortable. I mean, he looked like Justin Fields holding onto the ball too long, taking sacks, and uh, I, I he didn't look like Lamar. He definitely did not look like he was determinedly saying, "Hey, if it's not." The thing that we credited him for throughout the course of the year bit him in the ass yesterday. We credited him for he's not running because he wants to get the big play. He doesn't want to take the eight yards. He sees something bigger than that. But it just wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. And that part of it, you know, that's then it's the how much of that is him, how much of that is the strategy, how much of, you know, these types of things that we'll never be able to, to get definitive answers for. Like, we'll... We'll go to our grave not knowing if the Ravens wanted this or Lamar wanted this or if the Ravens... Was Gus hurt? Like, yeah. There's a million things. But, yeah, we all season long, when I was asking, hey, why is Lamar not running in these spots? What I was getting back was, he knows he can run. That'll always be there. He wants more than that. And in moments, it proved to be brilliant, right? Like, in moments like the Isaiah Likely play in Jacksonville and, like, the Zay Flowers touchdown early... It was brilliant, but then as the game went on, it it wasn't. Um, I don't I, I don't know how much to beat Lamar up about that specifically because it was kind of the story of the season, right? Like the story of the season is this is what we're gonna do, and it might be the thing like how do you find the happy medium between those two things? It felt like they had in the Texans game. It felt like they had found more of a happy medium between Lamar holding on to the ball for forever and choosing when to take off. That might be something that, you know, the Ravens and Lamar with a full off season together and him show that they find a happier medium between those two things moving forward. I, I don't know how much we want it to go one way or the other. But you know, yeah, that was that was definitely a thing that we all saw yesterday where there were more yards to be had on the ground than Lamar Jackson had interest in taking them. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean t- just yeah he held onto the ball too long and you know he still and he still made mistakes and uh i mean yeah i mean there's still argument for zay flat because he he i mean also zay flowers just completely disappearing after after that fumble like yeah i mean maybe this goes right this will will go into who our number one is but like why they didn't start throwing odell beckham jr until the fourth quarter right i mean there's a there's a lot there's a lot of questions that i have a lot of questions that i have yeah todd monken's number one it's what it is Six running back rushes. It's, it's, we'll never, we'll never in our lives understand it. And it better not have been because Gus was hurt. Because then why did you sign Dalvin Cook? And I got nothing. I mean, I, I keep coming yeah, back to we're it. Never, just, yeah, we're it, just not it, the know. only thing that I can ever say is it just felt like full-on panic. Like a team that hadn't been in this spot, and it showed. That, that our belief that they'd be in, it just... It felt like a team that had no idea what to do when the first thing didn't go their way. And no one ever regrouped. No one ever collected themselves. And, you know, again, hindsight being what it is, maybe if they got the ball to start the second half, like they would have gotten together and said, okay, come out. We're forcing the, we're establishing the run. Ten straight running. Let's, like- let's get this, let's get this right. Let's, you know, whatever happened, happened, but it's not going to get away from us like this. Um, 
you know, you would say they probably had the same chance to do it. And right, they, in yeah. fairness, like they, the first when they got the ball, the first play they called was a run play that only went for one yards. But then they went to a a an, a reverse. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. Zay, and I just never, I I don't know what they saw in the reverses. I'll never understand. They don't need to get cute. Like. Right. Like, you're good at running the football. You don't need to deceive anyone to be able to run the football. Um, it's, what, it's what it is. It's what it is, man. It's what I, I, I got nothing left. But, yes, Todd Munkin's number one because of him. Yeah. We'll get it up at glennclarkradio.com momentarily. Picks Recap is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. We have a champion. He's pulled off the the double-double. One of the most... You think this month has been impressive from the Chiefs? This will go down as one of the greatest stretches of all time for our friend John in Little Rock, John Keller, who was one game up coming into the weekend, and we picked one game differently. It was the Ravens game. So I hope you feel good about yourself, Keller. <laughs> hope you sleep well at night. I got to make sure I have everybody's money. I think there was one that I had an issue with, so I still got to – I'll get you your money, if not today, tomorrow. Like, you'll have it. Um That's what it was. John, Nick Kelly, Ryan Shell, Jeremy Kahn, Kyle Ottenheimer were all on the Chiefs. Uh, only KZ and uh, Jeremy were on the 49ers, who did win but did not cover. I can't. I still can't believe that they ran that ball. You, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You, at can, the very you can say end, anything you want about the fourth down thing. The best argument that I saw from people was that like Badgley's or, just not good, or have the field goal team ready to sprint out there so that you you, you know a quick field goal like so that you don't you can't use your timeout. Yeah, there. well, that's the the, yeah. the moment you use your timeout, you're the taking away any other path to victory. Now it's all coming down to a, a two percent at best chance. Um, you can't take your third timeout. You can't do it. You are absolutely better off having twenty seconds run off the clock. The time that. They ended up killing with a knee. You are much better off having 20 seconds run off the clock. I, you can't run the ball. Is the you? It stinks. You gotta. You can't run the ball. It's hilarious because on fourth down you could have run the ball, but they didn't do it on fourth down, right? Because they didn't think it was their best play. They just thought that maybe they might catch the 49ers napping, not expecting them to run the ball. So. That's that that stings. Now look, it, it's not the only bad thing. I, clearly, You're vomiting right. all over themselves yeah. after having a seventeen point lead. That's the bad part. But I, that's coaching. I, I can't even come up with a word for the for the timeout for, yeah, for it, using the timeout. It, it's yeah. it's you can't be it. You you should have your license revoked. It's the thing that you've got to know you can't do. If there's 30 seconds on the clock, but you have all three timeouts, you can get the ball back and still have a prayer. You're still clearly going to try to kick the onside kick because you're that deep into the clock that you got to build yourself two chances. But you at least have a hope. You can't take a timeout. Because then the game's over. Oh. Staggering. I mean, staggering. 
staggering how bad that was. But they covered. <laughs> they did cover. So there's that. Yeah, John and Little Rock, 103 and 74, officially two games clear of myself with just one game remaining. So John will finish in first place. I will finish in second place. There is still a third place could be determined because Andrew and Nick are just one game back at KZ. It's it's what it is. Oh, Ryan Shell jumped John Proctor for now. <laughs> so there is still a mess. There's a mess between 94. Between 94 and 98 wins, there's a mess. And then there's a step back to Paul Valley, who will finish in ninth place and yet still be over 500. Yeah, good for him. Pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, and then there's... Incredible. Then there's the bottom of the table, which has been determined for some time. Thanks for taking all of the uh, excitement out of it. Went completely 500 in the playoffs. Aha. But you can't get back to 500 for the year, nor can you now overtake Jeremy Kahn. You will finish with the worst win percentage of anyone in the league. So, good on you. I didn't lose. Well done. By by the new rules that were set four weeks into the year, well, you did not lose. See, that changed my strategy. Yeah. Oh, like, is that okay? <laughs> that was the way it went because you wanted to go see Creed. Um, well, no, I definitely didn't want us to go see Creed, <laughs> yeah. but I realized I could survive that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Griffin uh, clinched that a long time ago, and Jeremy is the big loser. We will do a side bet. I guess we can't do the Uncrustable thing now. Thanks a lot, Ravens. Can we incorporate Uncrustable still into our side bet for? The Super Bowl, the Super Bowl and all the props. Uh, I guess we can. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We we come no? up with a come up with a good side bet, everybody. Everybody get in for a good because I still want to do picks for Super Bowl week. So we'll do all the props. So you guys come up with a fun side bet. Everybody come up with a fun side bet. If it was uncrustable related, I I think I'd be in. I don't know. I make it like 10, I don't want to eat, eat ten in a show. I don't want to eat large amounts of food. I'm okay with doing gross things. I just don't the large amounts of food. To make me. it unique for each person. Glenn yeah, has right? to eat large amounts of food. No. No, I think I'd be. The large amounts of food thing is really difficult for me. Eating gross things, whatever. You know what I mean? I've had lots of gross things in my mouth. Um, yeah, right. But the large amounts of food, that's tougher and tougher for your boy to do. Like, it just has a serious. It no longer impacts my, like, day. It starts to impact my week. <laughs> just that, that age. And I know KZ feels. I know a few people in our group feel that way. Oh, the large amounts of What's food. What's happening to this? I. It's it's the reality of being old, bro. You're going to get there one day. One day you'll wake up and you'll feel the same. No, you will. I'll beat it. Okay, well, you can go ahead and eat the Uncrustables. I'll let you have 30 Uncrustables. Go yeah. ahead. Yes. Looking forward to it. All right, we come back so, in. That was, that's what I was really bummed out about. That's the only reason why you're upset? You really wanted to eat all those Uncrustables. We'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit and tube to wrap it up for a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best 
best and use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. <sighs> Winding down. If you haven't picked up the print issue of PressBox, I guess. Oh, damn it. I just realized we got to have a, a print issue meeting this week, too, now. <laughs> It's kind of comfortable punting that down the road a couple weeks as well. But now we got to figure out what we're doing for the next print issue. Still time to get this one, the best of issue available. At your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box, go get it today. <sighs> one more thing to put on my list. Do you know the number of people that I said get back to me after the Ravens season is over? Oh, I did. I, I, at least. Yeah, you heard some of the phone calls. Yes, and like, I'm like, look, several. man, I'm just, I don't have time for this right now. We got to redo our. Um, our imaging, right? Yeah. Like we got a, we've been running. Joe Serpico's joining us on Tuesdays. Yeah, he hasn't joined us on Tuesdays <laughs> in a month. But I said we'll just get to the end of football season. When right. football season ends, we'll deal with it. F. <laughs> Today is the day. <laughs> got to deal with it. Thanks, Todd Munkin. Oh, and we were like, and I'm telling you, I, I accomplished nothing last week because I had seven to eight hours worth of Las Vegas related phone calls. Like huge plans, big, big events. What big we still events. did on? Multiple locations. 
thanks to the Circa for being willing to work yeah. with us. Like I, I do need to give them a shout out. Like they, they were gonna take care of um, our hotel for a good part of the week. <sighs> so, I, there's a room available if somebody needs it in Kansas City or in San Francisco. Uh, we were gonna partner with them. We had an idea for an event that we were gonna do with them. I had a lot of, a lot of friends that are more prominent that were planning to join us. I was working on one that came out of nowhere last week that I was, I was really excited about that will never see the light of day. Because even if the Ravens make the Super Bowl next year, I don't think that the relevance of this person will be the same. It's it it's so off the wall that like. I, Big bummer, big. I, I did you see? I, you this will not mean anything to you. Do you know who Cheryl Lynn is? I do not. Yeah, I didn't think so. So Cheryl Lynn had a bunch of hits, but one of them was called Encore, and Shag and Flash used it in one of their like dance videos they've been doing with the Ravens, and it went crazy viral so much so that Encore started charting again. Like Cheryl Lynn, years removed from ever having a hit showed up again on the Billboard charts recently because of the popularity of this video and other Ravens fans started making their own videos. And I was in touch with Cheryl Lynn's people about doing something in Vegas. <sighs> another one, that one won't happen. But there was another one that we were working on that we were hoping maybe we could just punt till next year in New Orleans. And don't tell any of my friends at the Circa this. I like New Orleans a lot more than I like Las Vegas. It would like, have been. It would it's, have been. It's not even comparable. Like I, if it, the again, radio row on 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 the strip would have been. Oh, we weren't going to do radio row. Why? Well, yeah. Well, you know, I know. We, we but like, we weren't going to do well, radio Well, just row. the the atmosphere of people in New Orleans. We might do radio row if they make it. Maybe we'll see. I don't really have. I'm not a radio row person anymore. Like I'm just tapped out on it. But there was another opportunity for for doing the Vegas Super Bowl that I thought was cool, and I was like, yeah, we'll do that. And, was getting in touch with some of those people that were involved. <sighs> there was there's gonna be like a, a a second radio row in Vegas. That's because of how big Vegas. Where like Dan Labatard and his crew are gonna broadcast from, and like we were gonna go hang out with them over there, and like that was gonna. It's what it is. So be watching the Levitard show next week is. and being like, "Wow!" No, I don't. I didn't care about that part. I'm not. Like, I know I would like that show. Everybody's told me. Well, that, no, like, I mean, we'll just seeing where like, they are. And oh no, but I was like, I I know who's in their circle. Like, I know who their friends are. So I'd already start like reaching out to some of those folks. Like, hey, if you come over to the Levitard show, you know, would you be able to sit in with us? And it's like some of our friends that were. It's just what it is. Just what it is. And now I got to return a lot of phone calls this week. This is like everybody else when they come back from the holidays. This week is like that for me. Now all of a sudden I'm like, oh crap, I have a lacrosse game to call on Saturday. <laughs> I haven't thought about it at all. I got to do that. Just what it is. All right. Stupid Chiefs. Yeah, it's stupid. Stupid. Everything. Someone noted the last time the Chiefs and 49ers played in the Super Bowl, a month later. Yeah, the world ended. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, let's. Let's maybe not really have what we want. Yeah, let's maybe not. We can have just that. can we just like we can just put the Ravens back in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to pull up uh, Ronnie? The Ronnie video was good yesterday. Oh, I didn't even watch it. Honestly, it was good. It was I, you know, all of his videos are good. I'm a fan, like everybody else's. Uh, Ronnie was good. If you just go to his Twitter, it's not that far down. Obviously, adult content alert. Like, don't, don't 
don't don't let the kids stick around for this. There's a lot of cussing, but um, it did gi- it did give me some solace when I needed an uplift. Uh, Stavros Halkius uh, he helped me out with that with uh, the Ronnie video from after the Ravens uh, lost the AFC Championship game. Did Ronnie ever get his uh, or did uh, Stavros ever get his um, Tony Sergusa yeah, jersey? Going Ronnie, <laughs> I mean. I've, Made peace. Uh, not that I know of. What jersey is he wearing? Is I think we. Lewis? I think we got him some goose flights, though. Oh, we did. I think we got all him right. some goose flights. You should get your own goose flights. Absolutely. Of course, available all over town. Cans available at Alonzo's. Cans and six packs available at Costas Inn, as well as Guilford Hall Brewery. Cans also available at your uh, neighborhood Glory Days Grill. All the Glory Days grills in the state of Maryland. Six packs and cases available at the Wine Source in Hamden. Goose Flights, one ninety-eight from every can sold goes to the Goose Flights Foundation and the work that they're doing to uh, continue Tony's legacy and uh, helping those uh, in need with non-emergency medical transport. Pressboxonline.com slash Goose Flights to learn more. Uh, you want to give us a little Ronnie? Yes. All right. <laughs> Fuck! We told you, adult content. The NFL is rigged, yo! Roger Goodell, I know what you've done. I know you fix a Super Bowl so little girls will watch a Super Bowl. Super Bowl ain't for little girls, Roger Goodell. It's for grown men with gambling addictions and drinking problems. They're getting their wages garnished by AutoZone. I need this, Roger Goodell. This is all I have. You must surrender yourself to the Baltimore County Police Department tonight or face street justice for your crimes against football. I know what you did. I know you put a microchip in that ball so Zay would fumble into the end zone. He would never fumble. He would score a touchdown. I know you paid that cheating ass ref. I know you paid him to fucking call everything on us and nothing on the Chiefs. I see the Reddit that proves that he's actually Patrick Mahomes' dad's cousin. Yeah, I want that cheating ass ref to know. Never mind. I don't want him to know nothing. Fuck you, Patrick Mahomes. Why are you so good? Do you want to keep playing football so you don't have to hang out with your annoying-ass wife? <laughs> that bitch looks like a mouse that yells at waiters. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, you get the vaccine, and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. Convenient, yeah? Fuck. Oh, fuck. I bet $60,000 on the Ravens. Tabitha, baby, take me back. I ain't got the money, babe. Tabitha. Let's put a mortgage on your mom's trailer, okay? Cal Ripken Jr. Jr. cannot grow up without a dad. My bookie's gonna chop my penis off. (laughs) NFL, replay the game. Let us use Joe Flacco as a quarterback. Please, replay it. That's all. That's fair. Replay the game because you fixed it, and this time we get Joe Flacco. That was very good. That was a a good final finale to the season for Ronnie. Uh, thank you to Stavi for keeping us entertained uh, over the last couple man. of years. Appreciate that. All right. So let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by, oh, I, you know, it was brought to you by Goose Flights, and I already told you about all the places where you can get Goose Flights. Again, pressboxonline.com slash Goose Flights to find out more. Um, I mean, all all. Jeremy Kahn sent me a, a perhaps side bet idea. Oh, did he? He did. Uh, this comes from white people making white people food on Facebook. Oreo cookies con queso. Mm, what? So I, we're it's, dipping cookies in it, in queso. Then it appears to be like a burrito around it of some oh sort. God. 
I'm I listening. Mean, I'm listening. Exactly. It, like it I, might be not, the lead, it might be the leader in the clubhouse. It's not impossible. It's what it's can I lose it? that's what the that's what it looks like. Oreos con queso. They're, so they're covered in. They're covered, oh, and they want you to wrap it, and then they wrap it like a burrito. So wait, is that actual? That's like queso, or is it like a craft single? It almost looks like it's not. It's that it appears to be like a melted. It involves ranch somehow because there's a bottle of ranch in the background. <laughs> oh no, no no! Sorry, that's not in the background. They grade their scales on bottles of ranch dressing. Gotcha. So they're giving it one. One. I, we'd have to find ranch. out more of the details. We'd have to find out more of the details of Oreos con queso. All right. Um, well, I will consider it. I want better. I want better options. I'd like something more timely, something related to that, perhaps Kansas City or San Francisco. I'm listening, listening to all options. What do people in San Francisco eat? Rice-a-roni. Everybody knows that. Really? It's the San Francisco treat, Griffin. Did you not? Come I on. I didn't know that. I haven't been to San Francisco. I don't know. You've never? Rice-a-roni, the San Francisco treat. I mean, what is Get You're time. making that up. Just do the. Um, almost, I mean, almost pretty much every tidbit involved Mahomes or Kelsey. I don't feel like I can't talk about them anymore. The Lions, they became the first team in the Super Bowl era to have three different players in a half. All three rushed for 40 yards and a touchdown in the half of any game. How about that? Yeah, good for them. It got it, Where did it get them? Uh, they lost. That was Jameer Gibbs and, uh, and uh, Jamison Williams and David Montgomery. All How about 40 that? yards and a touchdown. Um and uh, oh I did actually okay I did find one that was non Mahomes or Kelsey uh so tr- uh, Trent Williams is looking to join the list of offensive you didn't linemen. Say Trenton Williams, did no, you? I said Trent Williams. It sounded a lot like Trenton. Emphasize my T too much. I apologize. Trent Williams. Yes. Uh, is looking to join the list of two offensive linemen uh, in NFL history with ten Pro Bowl selections and a Super Bowl win. There are only two that have done this. Trent Williams is looking to be number three. If they can dethrone the Chiefs, say that one more time. Ten Pro Bowl yeah. selections, ten or more Pro yeah. Bowl selections, and a Super Bowl win as an O lineman. An O lineman, ten or more Pro Bowl selections. Um, Orlando Pace, not Orlando Pace. You didn't make the Pro Bowl ten times. Um, I guess not. That's surprising. Okay. Um, Walter Jones, not Walter Jones. Well, Jonathan Ogden didn't play ten years, so. Well, he had ten Pro Bowl. Was it exactly ten? It must have been, yeah. Jonathan Ogden is uh, is one of the two on this list. Because he came in ninety. Oh no. Yeah, oh. he was drafted in ninety six. Ninety six, so yeah. nine two thousand seven. My fault. But he did. He missed an entire season. He must have made it all the. But other But I guess it was. Yeah. yeah, I guess ten. I guess he could have gotten ten otherwise. Oh, he was an eleven time pro. <laughs> ninety. Oh, you know what I'm doing? Because because then he played. Th- so he would have played twelve seasons. Would have yeah, missed okay. one of them. Okay. All right. All right. Um. How many did you say there were? There's only one other O-lineman that has done this. Ten-time Pro Bowl selection. Ten-time Pro Bowl selection and a Super Bowl title. Ten times. Who else made the most Pro Bowls? Also an 11-time Pro Bowler. Larry Allen? Larry Allen. Okay. Larry Allen with the Dallas Cowboys. That's a a tricky little... I'm really kind of surprised that neither Walter Jones nor Orlando Pace... Walter Jones was on their Super... No! Oh, Walter Jones wasn't on their Super Bowl team. Walter Jones is a terrible guess. He played in the Super Bowl, but he never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he was retired yes. by the time they won a Super Bowl. Um, he also he was also only a nine-time Pro Bowl. That bum. That <laughs> bum. How many Pro Bowls did Orlando Pace make? Because he uh, definitely won a Super Bowl. Orlando. He was definitely on the Rams team. Pace. Um. He, let's see here. Bear with me. Bear with mm-hmm. me. Seven. Only seven-time Pro Bowler. Another bum. That's that is alarming. <laughs> I'm stunned by three-time All-Pro. First team All Pro. Yeah, 
All right. Very good. Very good. Tubular is brought to you by Superbook. It's time to start betting some college hoops, ladies and gentlemen. He was a Big Ten freshman of the year as an O-lineman. Orlando Pace? Yeah. He was a hell of a... I mean, dude, he was... 94. A monster. He was a complete and utter game changer. Tonight, Coppin, eight-point dogs at home to Howard. Mm. Morgan, 13-and-a-half-point dogs at Norfolk State. You can bet those things in Superbook because football season's over now, so we need other things to bet on. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose from Superbook. Yeah, those are the games tonight. There's just, unfortunately, not a lot happening. Duke? Oh, man. In fact, on Saturday night, uh, when I was on my way home, Somebody, one of my buddies texted me because they know that one of the great joys of my life is watching Duke lose. So one of my buddies texted me. They're like, dude, Duke's down late against Clemson at home. Turn Mm. the game on. Mm. So I happened to turn it on right there in that moment just in time to see Duke come back and win. Gross. Tonight ESPN Plus for Howard Coppin at 7.30. Morgan's at Norfolk at 7.30. That's on. uh, You can watch it on their website, nsuspartans.com. Yeah, Duke, Virginia Tech at 7, Houston, Texas at 9 on ESPN. Uh, the rest of the college basketball, find at glennclarkradio.com. Monumental, Wizard Spurs at 8, NBA TV, Suns Heat at 7.30, Sixers, Blazers at 10, NHL Network, Predators, Senators at 7, the USA Network for WWE, Monday Night Raw at 8. I know you've got a lot of thoughts about the Royal Rumble, of course. Oh, I didn't get around to see it. Big, show, big weekend. But, uh, uh, you know that the winner of the Men's Royal Rumble was? Uh, don't tell me. Don't spoil it. Maybe I'll watch it. Take a guess. Logan. Logan no, Paul certainly was not Logan Paul. Darn. Then why? Yeah, then I won't. Take, watch. I'll give you three guesses. Cody Rhodes. Yes, it was. Good job. Cody Rhodes. Our American nightmare. Rumble. There you go. Oh, yes, you are American. <laughs> American nightmare. All right. Uh, non-sports. Anything? The uh, Bachelor on ABC at eight. Uh, the Irrational is back on NBC. I don't for know all what those that interested. is. Interested uh, on Netflix. A uh, documentary on the greatest night in pop. This is about the making of the We Are the World song. Oh, okay. They made it look like it was a lot of drama to it. I don't know if there was or not, but the, the, I don't know. I'm I, mildly interested by that. Um, and then <laughs> we everyone, got nothing else to do for a little while. And uh, so obviously no Bar McGinn. Tennis is over. I didn't get to talk about Yannick Sinner. I, you know what? For everything I was wrong about with the Ravens, nailed that one, ladies and gentlemen. D- tripled down on it. Told you three times. Told you before the tournament to bet on Sinner. Told you to bet Sinner against Djokovic. Told you that I sh- – I, I did a hit somewhere, radio hit somewhere on Saturday, and they were like, hey, we know you love tennis. And I was like, you know, like an idiot, I shouldn't bet on center again. I should realize that I've done enough winning, cash my center to win ticket, cash out now. It's a good train to ride. And just hedge and bet Medvedev, right? But I won't do it. Nice. And I didn't get up to watch the match, but at one point I got up and said, I'm going to check to see where the match is. And maybe I'll turn it on. So I woke up, I want to say around, I don't know, five. Gotcha. Checked. I actually And yeah. he was he was down two sets. And oh. I said, Nope, and went right back to bed. I woke up I guess because I don't know, I guess I was, I was excited about the Ravens for some reason yesterday. Okay. <laughs> and I woke up around seven, I was like, Oh, look at this, they're in a fifth set here. It's exciting. And uh really happy. Center owned. Really happy for my guy. Yeah. And for me, because I won a bunch of bets. But uh I live bet Medvedev. And because uh, he was like uh, uh, an underdog at the time when I woke up, and I was like, okay, cool. Did you know that he had lost the previous two sets? Um, I did, yeah. And oh. I was like, I, I was like, well, you know, he's the uh, the, the veteran, you know. 
Maybe he'll. You know, this, is, this is a kid. We'll see. You know you're the target, them. right? Like you know here who the betting company is. So they, and they also they also they, sent me well because they want you. They were like, you have a boost. You have to use yeah, it for. And yeah. I hadn't bet on any tennis all week. You have to, even though you told me to. Yep, I told you bet on multiple any tennis all week, and I was like, well, I the, the bets that I told you to make, I was four for four on. Yeah, you were right in tennis. Should start a tennis betting cop about podcast. Gronkowski will be on Fallon tonight. Sure. Oh, why not? For the kick of destiny, I guess. Boy, that was, that was what... Speaking of betting. Saturday Night Live was fine. Like, I, I wish I was more into the new Justin Timberlake. It's it's not that great to me. And I like I love Justin Timberlake. Um, I tell you what I've never needed more of in my life is more Jimmy effing Fallon. Uh, and I tell you what I have... the first sketch they did? No nostalgic feelings for is the Barry Gibb talk show. That and Jilly. Like, an when era of When I was like 14, I think I loved dreadful. Jimmy Fallon. Of course, 14-year-olds should love Jimmy Fallon. It's not actually funny. It just looks like it's funny. So, like, that's the bar for a 14-year-old. Oh, this is one at 11 o'clock? Yeah, this is funny. It's like watching uh, the, the, the it's, you love Kevin James for similar reasons. Well, he, not he actually is. funny, well, he is, yeah. but just looks like he's funny, so we'll go with it. <laughs> he is funny. God, the Barry Gibb talk show stinks. Stinks. But he and goes all, all of their, the character. I like Justin Timberlake, but all of the sketches he does with Jimmy Fallon stink. You know why Dick in a Box didn't stink? <laughs> because it was actually funny. Because the people involved like had a great concept and wrote jokes and didn't like it wasn't just let's sing old rap songs. That's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. It's just singing old rap songs. And Jimmy Fallon thinks he needs to be involved for some. That's what everybody needs. God. It was like they did a thing with Green Day, apparently, a couple weeks ago. in the um, Fallon and Timberlake did? No, Fallon did. Okay. In the subway in New York. Like a surprise. There's a surprise uh, Green sure Day. everyone loved that. And, it, like, he's got to be there. <laughs> he, yeah. Because the thing that you enjoy about your, your artist that you like, the one thing you're always thinking well, is, but, you know, maybe I'd like it more if Jimmy Fallon were there, too. Well, it wouldn't happen Stinks. if Fallon were there. But, no. I, I know this is crazy. You could still air it on your show without you having to be in every scene. I know it's nuts. I realize you hate Fallon. I know it's nuts. We won't mention his show anymore. God, he stinks. <laughs> he's just... I just like, get it, I'll get it all out of the he's, way he's who he's night, having on this week. Donald nice Glover is going to be on this I feel week. Ba- now I'm going to get mad. Josh Charles is going to get mad at me because I know they're friends. Bryce Dallas Josh Howard. is going to be mad at me. Donald Glover is doing the show, uh, the, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith show. Oh. Which looks good on Prime I Video. I will look at that, maybe. I'll Maya, be willing to look at that. Eskreen? Eskreen? Maya Eskreen? I don't, I don't I'm It looks familiar. good. They're like spies or something. And then they're, they're like, get Who's something. the guy? Uh, Donald Glover. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And so they're, 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 they're undercover as a married couple. And then they, you know. No, it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Of course. Did you see the movie? No, I didn't. Really? No. Are you not familiar with the concept of Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Mm-mm. It was a Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie film. Oh, wow. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> As much as we as a country were kind of over Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Um, Let's see. That was on Hulu. Good. I, I, oh, Vince Vaughn's in it? Jeez. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a totally. Watch, I think I'm watching this tonight. The film works. <laughs> the film really does because the premise is good and there's good action. The film really did work. I believe I'm, I wanna, watching. I I wanna, I'm watching this I want to go back a second. Jimmy Fallon is extraordinarily talented. No, that's not what you said. I need to be fair. And not just because of Josh. I just need to be fair. Jimmy Fallon's extraordinarily talented. It just ain't for me. And I wish that they had an understanding of like, hey, some of these ideas are really good. You just don't need to force feed the... That was what, to me, made Letterman so great. 
Is it like you could just allow other people to do things as part of your show? It's okay. They're the they're the. All right, sorry, I've said too. We don't need to spend this much time on Jimmy Fallon. But it's but it's time we're not talking about the Ravens. <laughs> All right. Thanks today to um, Evan Washburn. Thanks to Charles Davis. Thanks to Jeremy Kahn. We'll get it up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Tomorrow, we're doing the lacrosse show. We will talk to all of the area college lacrosse coaches, all of them. Every D1 coach in the state will join us tomorrow. Patrick Stevens will be in studio with us. We're going to have a fun day. If that's not your cup of tea, if you don't want it, get it. Join us tomorrow night. Join us on Wednesday. But tomorrow, between 10 and noon, college lacrosse preview show. That's what we're doing. And then we'll have plenty more time to talk about what's next for the Ravens, We'll have all week. We'll have weeks. We'll have months. Time to fire Todd Munkin. They, they don't play a real baseball game until the end of March. we got plenty of time. College baseball starts. I do like college baseball. I like college lacrosse. I like all those things. But they don't play a real Orioles game until the end of March. So we'll have some time. Thanks to everybody at PressBox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Casa Sin, Superbook Sports, Glory Days Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go Morgan. Go Coppin. Duke sucks.